Yeah, some Taylor Swift. Let's go, buddy. <laughs> We're going to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl? What's the Super Bowl? I don't know. Apparently, it's happening sometime soon. They're only going to the Super Bowl because of Taylor. I've actually I've been diving deep into the conspiracy theories lately, and uh, apparently the NFL is staged. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey aren't actually together, and it's just a big ploy to gain a bunch of traction. Good on them. Yeah. Big money. <laughs> Why not? If you actually look at how much money they're making on Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. It's huge. What would you do for that kind of money? <laughs> Matt, who would Too you... early for that, but we can get into that later to pull people along. Who would be a celebrity we could get into, like, Supercross that would just bring the ratings? Who would be actually down to, to be to date, like, uh, Hayden Deegan or whatever? That's actually... That's a good question. But here's the thing. Like, how many dudes next year do you think, or, like musicians and the rest of them are going to collaborate with nfl players yeah yeah well it's 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 good for both sides right yeah yeah i don't know man it's that's a slippery slope yeah it's, it's weird it's i think super weird especially when the football game is more about taylor swift than the actual game yeah no shit it's kind of weird yeah they're selling like thousand dollar tickets so you know, dads can go to the game and their daughters are just trying to see Taylor. Yeah. What? Come on. <laughs> and we can all, you know, we're getting like 3,000 fans at the Calgary. Like, come on. Like, Do we even get that many? No. I don't actually know. I'd actually, I have never actually heard the numbers for what kind of live audience we get at the, Calgary's got to be the biggest, right? Well, apparently the last year that CMRC did it, it had 10,000 gate entries. So that could be like doubles and stuff, but doubles and plus amateur riders and all that shit, right? Yeah. And what, then the next year. Did someone buy a corporate package of yeah. 300 tickets? But, uh, and... I will say, what the hell was that? Oh, it's a dog. Uh, I will say, Calgary 2017 was bumping. Yeah, yeah, you you yeah, won that way. You won. That, that was the that was, was the year. Yeah. That was the year. Yeah. That was ten yeah. ten thousand gate entries. Yeah. I'm not surprised because I remember just like going around the track and it was like packed. It was wild. They and were the there. next year. There was like no one there. Well, no, for seventeen they were there for Sean. Yeah, there for sure. Oh my god, here we go. Uh, they heard that they heard that Taylor Swift was coming with them. So, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, maybe one of us should do an audit this year. We should go to every round and Count. just sit at the gate. <laughs> <laughs> Count the fans that come in. Because yeah, I actually want to know. A little clicker guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they do do that at Calgary. They they run. They the have little, a clicker. They have a clicker. Oh, and so no I was gonna follow that up with the That's when the so new cool. owners took over in 2018. Now you just sound like you're slandering the new owner. <laughs> I mean, they're, they've had their difficulties. Yeah, there was there was fifteen hundred gate entries. I'm not surprised. Well, I, that was the first year they went to Saturdays too, right? So I don't yeah. think no one even knew it was on a Saturday and not on Father's Day weekend. Like no one even knew yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. But that's that's like quite a crazy jump, right? And I mean, it goes to show that like Stally Brass had his ducks in a row, and I've, he knew what worked. And I mean, I never thought I'd say it, but Stally Stallywacker had his shit together. He had a well. He was a well-oiled machine. It was good. 
comparative to where it yeah. went. But you know, you got to consider like what COVID did. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton yeah. of factors. You know, and like where it would be without all of that would maybe be a little bit different. But well, even just know. having like your title sponsor drop out. Yeah. yeah. And nobody stepping up to the plate. Like that's hard on a series. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if you go if you go from their perspective, the triple crown guys and you go, Okay, like Calgary gets ten thousand people that come out, you do the you know, the ticket numbers on that and you're like, Yeah, okay and then you take all those numbers across the whole Canada and you're like, Yeah, we're gonna make good money and then you get a tenth of that. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you lose your title sponsor and you lose all these things. You're like, okay, well all of a sudden, you know, you're not making as much money as you think. Yeah. And you're trying to change up that the whole business plan that was working in the first place too yeah there's always yeah. going to be anytime you change it like going from a s- sunday to a saturday that's going to be it might take a couple years to get to like kind of transition that and then yeah covid kind of screwed everyone right and two was it two years of east coast only nationals or just one i think it was two it's two, two. Yeah. yeah yeah those are yeah that was tough that was wild that was brutal <laughs> that was wild like a weird but time in life. So weird. How weird was it, like showing up to the races, and it just felt like you're, like there's nobody there but your <laughs> yeah. buddies that you're racing against. It yeah. was fans, and then yeah. every weekend was a mud race. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true too. Yeah, yeah, everyone was a mud race. Yeah, yeah, you had to wear a mask walking around outdoors in that humid heat. Like, yeah. yeah, it felt like 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 hardcore provincials. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then double headers, like you're at Gopher and you're like, I have to do another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to do another and day. They la- and they leave the track too. They don't even touch the track. Yeah, I got major beef with Diggs on that. Like, yeah, I got the gnarliest track in the world. Like, no, man. Like, nobody's racing. We're yeah. all just trying to get around it. That, even, that last moto the th- on the Sunday was nuts. I mean, watching you and the 450 guys go around and like whole oh, man <laughs> yeah it's brutal have have we even introduced our guest yet did no. i miss that he needs no introduction he needs really. a man with no introduction <laughs> hey well first off i just want to say congrats to you guys this is you know when you guys first started this i was like well okay let's see if they keep it going one of those non-believers you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and i held my distance i was like you know i don't know how much i'm gonna have to say to these boys on this podcast but um yeah you guys have stuck to it and you kept doing this and yeah it's it's cool to be here right now honestly just sitting with you guys um kind of being open and, and willing to share like some yep. pretty cool stories and yeah, let's see where this takes us. Crack a few out of you tonight. Yeah. Make you feel a little vulnerable. Yeah, let's let's get him out of here. <laughs> you know what this pod really is though? It's like it's all men becoming like dads and you know like it's almost like it's like the it's like the crisis before the midlife crisis (laughs) yeah quarter life crisis i don't know if i use that word man with all of us sitting here but (laughs) yeah three of us aren't men compared to this fucking stallion right in the middle (laughs) just bowing bowing sean moffenbeyer what did it, what did uh, Travers used to call you? The little muffin baker, a little muffin diver, oh little muffin diver. Was that it? So yeah, did you guys know? Uh, like Travers told me this later on, but they used to get like absolutely high as a kite <laughs> <laughs> and do all that stuff behind the scenes. I can imagine. Yeah, like I guess him and Coster used to just get baked and just you know announce all the all the uh, 
the recordings back so they used to like mix them all together yeah and, yeah <laughs> yeah we got like really eye on that one and announce that no yeah the little muff is diving in jesse Petus. talking about his sister oh yeah. my gosh guess what spencer knowles dylan kalen's dating his sister <laughs> Wasn't it the best though when they used to walk around like the next week and they'd hand you like the DVDs of the races? Dude, I still have like 10 of those things. Yeah, I have so many of that stuff. It's cool. Upload them on YouTube. Let's check them out. They have them all there. Oh, they have them all there. Yeah, I think Galdi uploaded all of them. I don't know who did it, but they must be making a little bit of money off of it because, yeah, you can go back and watch. Because I. I've told my new teammates, I'm like, you need to see how good I was in 2017. <laughs> so they'd go back and they're like, yeah, you were you were sending it then. I was like, yeah, that was yeah, a different time. Yeah, yeah. Actually, think about the TV broadcast back in like 2010, 2011. It actually was pretty good, like for oh, the yeah. time. Did you ever have to wear the helmet cam? No, I never did. <laughs> like the, the, the big backpack? unit, right? Yeah, no, I've seen oh, it. Boy. I never oh, used it. And I wore it in Regina one time, and I'm like, that is distracting. <laughs> did, yeah. did they, when did they make you wear it? Like in like practice, in and pra- qualifying. like qualifying. Fucking wear only at qualifying. Regina for you though. Yeah, because it was like a hometown yeah, race yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. But like, I wasn't qualified. Like I didn't even know what I was doing out there at that time. So yeah, it was crazy to have that thing mounted to me. Yeah, imagine just like two seconds off your lap time and qualifying. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> thing is like pulling your head back. Yeah, you got a bobblehead out there. They give you a handicap though. They give it if it takes two seconds off your lap time, they're gonna give you three. <laughs> they bump you up. Yeah. Oh, and funny. Sean's on pole today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Everybody wants like the that. helmet cam every weekend. That's what was funny. your favorite year of all the years you've raced? Because we know you've been around forever. What was your favorite year? That's a that's a good question. Obviously, so Galdi actually brought this stat up to me in 2017. I won six out of the nine races, and the other three races I wasn't on the podium. So it was like a winner bust. Oh, kind you're, of like, you're, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're like Stu. You're like Stu. I mean, I felt like Stu that year. <laughs> but yeah, so that was actually kind of a cool stat. But in the same token, uh, when I think about like my most enjoyable years, like. And maybe I'm just biased because this year was pretty special for me. But this year was like top, top yeah. of the notch. So, but I think for me it was like I knew I was I was gonna retire and finish, and so I went to like each race knowing like yeah these are gonna be my last laps. Yeah. So it was like emotional, but in the same token it was like I didn't care as much about my result, but I did in the same token. Like yeah. it's like I want to yeah. win, but at the same token it's like well it's not going to decide whether I get a ride next year or not. Yeah, so like just take it in. Yeah, you like yeah. lose the pressure off of it, but like you enjoy it more and you like just take in a lot more of the smaller moments a little bit more. So. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I would say this year in 2017 were so cool for me. 2017. Was that that was your title year then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. Like we could go through all the different years and I'm sure you guys can do this too. And I can take moments from all those years that were like, man, that was so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just experiencing different things, different teammates, different bikes. Um, and like the fact that we kind of experienced like the series switch as well, you know, from 17 to 18 with the triple crown guys and then having like indoor racing and supercross, and mm-hmm. then having like, basically 16 or 15 races i can't remember so like we go from this outdoor to you know like indoor kind of thing and like we 
experienced so many different things over the year and then you mix in those two covid years of just like ontario racing when you actually like dissect it all it's kind of wild but then you go like back to the very beginning of like 2017 was my first try at a national and 2017 that can't be right sorry 2007 you won the title <laughs> serious <laughs> rookie year <laughs> no, it was a 2007 calgary was my very first national and you had to race to qualify and oh, i yeah. like got in on the last position and then got like dead last in both motos so yeah i mean it, I, when i think about that that was also pretty I assume special that was like a privateer effort oh, yeah. and everything so yeah well, you would have been like 15 even? right yeah, I was super young, maybe even 14. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just my dad and I. Um, actually, Jared Johnsgard. I don't know if you guys know him. No, he worked so. for Medi as a mechanic and stuff. Okay. A really good guy. He was from my hometown, and so he actually helped me out at that time. Um, so yeah, I had like kind of cool moments like that, but I think it was humbling in the beginning because I suck so bad. <laughs> <laughs> How you- many... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, how many years did it take you to progress up from being that guy barely making it to a guy with a ride and, you know, confidently in the top five every weekend? Was that a, a grind year after year or did you kind of catch on quick? No, it was because I feel like growing up in Saskatchewan, it, like we didn't have sand, we didn't have ruts, right? So, yeah. and I grew up and there wasn't a lot of competition. So I grew up winning a lot. But in the same token, I wasn't really learning a lot about the ruts and actually how to race professionally. So then when I got to the pros in 2007, I was like, I don't know how to do this at all. So it was like a bit of a learning uh, situation more than anything because I realized that I knew nothing once I was a pro. So I was like, okay, well, I have a lot to learn and a lot to progress through. Um, So like from 2007 to basically 2013 was my first win. So, you know, like between those years is kind of my whole learning curve. And Mm -hmm. I kind of went from 250 to 450 and then back to 250. So, so yeah, I mean, nothing about my career. Like if you look at it like a Ryder McNabb or Dylan, I think they're kind of more typical careers, like fast intermediate, get a ride. They're Uh, the one you see more, right? Yeah. I think more guys are like you that they like have to work at it for several years before making it. Cause like you said, that first year you, you even go ride a national track compared to those amateur tracks you've been riding. It's like, holy shit, the bumps are totally. knee high and yeah. the I think, ruts just swallow bites. Yeah, well, I think that's what, if for any advice, uh, not that I'm qualified to give advice, but. Uh, <laughs> you do, Jared, <laughs> come on. Uh, but I would say, like, for a kid, a young intermediate kid, I would chase the nationals as much as you can. Like, yeah. do the West Coast nationals, like, even as an intermediate, if you're 15, whatever, even if you don't qualify, just. Mm-hmm get used to riding those tracks rather than going to every provincial race and riding whatever highway. But don't you think we all did that back then? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like we all did that. You think about Spencer Knowles and like yeah. Luke mm-hmm. Firth and you oh, guys yeah. and Keelan. And... I don't feel like Luke Firth raced a ton of nationals though. He was kind of the guy that chased provincials. Mm-hmm. Was George DeGraff and yeah. Luke Firth. Yeah. Two guys that just chased provincials because there was money. Yes. I feel like they And could've... those guys were so fast in alberta oh yeah they could be mm-hmm. anyone yeah it was insane yeah i i remember being demoralized by those guys yeah i remember i think it was 2017 you raced uh was it riley gal beat you in a moto at uh raymond and then provincial okay this is actually a good story because a lot of people don't even know about this well you guys do because you were there but 
So we do a whole winter in California and I'm like, we're good. Like, <laughs> we're feeling good. I was pretty confident. And then we go to that provincial race. And this is bad. This was bad. This, this was the be <laughs> beginning Fuck. of May. And it's like first moto. I get waxed off the start. Like Gerber's in front of me. And, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll try to pull through the pack. And I had a bike cut out on me on a double face. And I just endoed and KO'd myself. And I remember laying on the ground being like, yep, that's we're done. We're done. We're we're going to work somewhere because this ain't <laughs> this ain't gonna be a good year. And it's pretty crazy because I remember JC actually picking my bike up and being like, You okay, buddy? And I'm like, Well, I'm alive. Like what are we, what are we consisting of okay? So and we get back to my van and and I was parked beside Keelan at the time and um I was I was out of it, dizzy. I was supposed to go actually with Keelan to Calgary after that. And I was like, man, I got to go home. And I literally went home and like slept for a week. And then I was like, kind of woke up one day and I was like, well, I feel okay. So maybe we should go try riding Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, when you're young like that, I don't know, you just kind of bounce back a lot better. But yeah, that was not a good day for me. You got to shed light on why we think the bike cut out. Yeah. So this, this is a whole other thing. Um, was it Gerber and it was Connor Paul? I think. Okay, yeah, it was like it was. a it was a prank. Yeah, gone, it was gone yeah. sideways. The boys electrical taped my kill switch yeah. overnight, and I mean, if anybody knows, there's just a spring in there, right? So um, and then it rained. Yeah, and then it rained. Yeah, it was a whole thing, and and honestly, I don't even know. I mean, that could have been it. And I was there too, egging them on because I was like, "Yeah, that'd be funny." <laughs> And I mean, when you're younger, that stuff is funny until you see it happen to someone and then yeah. you're like, oh God, that's not good. So yeah, I had something happen there. And man, I remember driving home and being like, I don't even hardly know where I am. Going like 90K an hour. <laughs> on the and I'm like, what am I doing? I remember Keelan's mom being like, you shouldn't drive home. I'm like, no, we're fine. We're good. We got this. We're good. And got home. I call Kev the next day and I'm like, Kev, this might be it, man. I don't know. I don't like, I don't think I can race. And <laughs> that's where I just went into hibernation mode for like a whole week. But in the same token, it was kind of weird because I felt like when that happened, it took an enormous amount of pressure off my shoulders in a weird way. Cause I felt like I could win. But when that happened, I was like, I don't even know if I can race. Yeah. Literally, I didn't know if I could race. And then with the two or three weeks we had leading up to Kamloops that year, like we went out to Lake Kukunusa. Uh, no, was it was uh, Tata Creek. Tata Creek, that's right. And I remember riding there being like, well, I feel okay. And more than anything, I was like, I'm just stoked that I'm riding. So I had like this whole release of like pressure and uh, I was just stoked to be riding. And then we went to Kamloops and went 1-1, I think, on that day. And I was like, hmm, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, such a wild thing. And, okay, so this is one thing I was telling somebody the other day is we grew up in an uh, era of James Stewart, Carmichael, Chad Reed. None of those guys, you, you never showed weakness. Mm -hmm. Like, you never showed it to your competitors. It was just like they were so gnarly with one another. And I felt like, for me, I watched that and it was like, oh, okay, well, 
those guys do that. So I need to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I remember that year, it was like, I'm like, I told Kev and I told the guys obviously on the team, but I was like, I'm not telling anyone else, you know? And so there's like all these stories throughout the years that I've never told anyone. Cause I was like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm hurt or that I'm struggling right now. But yeah, that, that was a pretty big one for me. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, that's a weird thinking though. Like, yeah, I'm not going to show any weakness. Cause I, the, I think their explanation was always like, Oh, they're going to try and T bone my leg. If my legs hurt, like, I don't think anyone even thinks about that. Well, maybe they did back then. Like maybe Reed would have done that to Stu. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, when you actually think about it, you're like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like when you're actually out there, you can't think about that stuff. You're just trying to figure out how to go around there yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Take yeah. a guy's leg out, or maybe, think about how he's struggling. Yeah. Or maybe it's different when like there's big money on the line, and the, and those guys are like looking for every little edge or yeah. like. Yeah. Well, that and there was always there's only like three of them that can win, so they kind of know it's not like a bunch of people that they have to worry about. It's just one like, oh yeah, I got yeah. got to beat Stu tonight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder. I mean, obviously, all of those guys have opened up over the years and kind of explained more of their situation per se. But yeah, it's so crazy when I think back of like, yeah, that was the mindset I took, and I'm like, that's ridiculous, man. <laughs> now that I'm older, and it, I mean, that was some of the most enjoyable things about even this last year was just uh, coming here in the spring and like just spinning motos with Keelan. And I was like, this this is cool. This is, you know, one of my best friends and just to be able to come here kind of like we did in the past, but then to take the ego out of it a lot of times and Mm -hmm. just like race hard and, and have some more fun with it and just really kind of soak it in. That was, that was super cool. Oh yeah. Easy for you to take (laughs) the ego In California all winter. Yeah, but you held me honest. You always do in Calgary. I had to. It's brutal. That's why I come here. Cause I'm like, to keep my my integrity intact everybody shows up to calgary to benchmark themselves against keelan at a super <laughs> saturday race is that yeah it's unbelievable i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking act shit i didn't win the last the last uh series so i was just gonna say i was gonna go buy some plates but who beat you t parrot oh t mm-hmm. got you because uh oh i missed that one weekend mm, we were hanging out okay <laughs> <laughs> all three of us miss that miss that weekend you know what you gotta do i want to see you do this is show up every weekend with a different bike brand and win it we'll just get someone to loan you a honda do you think you could do we'll that? get someone to loan you a husky i did get asked if uh i wanted to ride a beta <laughs> and i don't know i got asked today let's think on that one seems like it's going well in supercross this for yeah. like just for local riding or i don't know never know where oh, the wind's gonna in, take me internationally yeah yeah didn't you do well at that uh red bull thing last year no nah, that was a while ago that was two yeah. years ago i think right yeah i did good made yeah, the man. I you did good on that maybe maybe this is your calling <sighs> trying to figure out what my calling is but could we'll get off, there could be off-road isde yeah. no no huh. i don't know okay I got an offer to ride a TM one year. Really? Actually, hey, I did hear, uh, I listened to a podcast today and this guy was talking about like failure and he was saying like, he's thinking about what would be his worst case scenario. And he's like, well, you know, like if I totally fuck up, I can, I can strip an Uber. 
That's a good yeah. look. And he's <laughs> and he's like, if I go to the gay bars and strip, like I'm still gonna be raking in like six figures, so it'll be who, okay. Is this guy like yeah? Who is this guy? Tall Jack. <laughs> I will admit that is a very good podcast. Because if this is like some sixty year old, oh yeah, listen the hormones one. Gun. Oh, is yeah, it uh, Chris good. Williamson one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I haven't got to it's it yet, but I have downloaded. Yeah. That one, that was good. I was I like, that, was you know what? Yeah, when you think of it that way, that's not that bad. I could yeah. let some gay guys fondle my junk for money. <laughs> you, think you, <laughs> you think you'd be a good stripper? Uh, I think I could get into it. Yeah, and I think my I think I think my awkwardness would sell. So you're saying yeah, you're kind of you're kind of like a unique. You got a unique body build. Maybe yeah. chicks would dig it. Or up next, or gay, no, yeah. or gay guys, gay guys would yeah. dig it. Yeah. Well, uh, let's send you down to the Roadhouse for ladies' night or something. Go collect some money for the show. We might be able to upgrade the equipment. No, what's the one by the Peter Law here? The Cat House. The Cat yeah. House. <laughs> Wait, do you guys? Think we could do like a Bent Methods fundraiser, but That's all a good th- idea. all three of us. Well, fuck, you can come too. Sean. I'll come. We, we yeah, we're it. in. You get Todd in on it. Yeah, yeah. We could do a fundraiser. Heck yeah. Instead of like how the track goes to the casino, we're going to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Sit need to do door. some uh, calendars to hand out at the front door after. Oh, we too. could. That's a good idea. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, we could do some bent calendars for sure. Fundraising for the Canadian Mental Health Association. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Eh? Who's the guy who does like all the trans world? model shoots we need him up here to do it for us yeah, uh, yeah. do you guys remember that uh, the mag the oh mag- they, used, oh, they yeah. used to have the poster <laughs> oh yeah they oh, yeah. yeah. still my... do do they still yeah. do oh, i don't know is trans world around anymore no they no, definitely not right. they've been gone for years those but... are good posters though oh, i yeah. had them all over my room <sighs> lived on that stuff that was good you remember? Do you remember back in the day though? You'd be so stoked for the new Racer X Canada to come out. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Sick. Yeah. That actually was sick. The the factory rider for a day thing. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Allison's had it. What Wasn't you, that a Yamaha what, thing? What was that? I like. Did they actually take you around and put you on a ride? Wasn't that Billy? At the weekend? Wasn't or Billy what? doing that? I don't. Billy used to work at Racer X Canada. Did he not? Billy? No. Uh, James did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know, don't know Billy, who ran Oh, I guess that. Billy was like an MX Forum guy. I thought, uh, yeah, the Allisons had it. Uh, Kyle Murphy had it for Saskatchewan. Yeah. I can't remember even what they did, like if they provided a mechanic. and. Yeah, I can't remember. Was it just a Yamaha thing or was it something? I'm thinking of something else. There was a title sponsor, I, just, I think. I just can't remember. Hmm. Those are cool things. idea, though. Kids will yeah. never know. Yeah. They'll never understand. I remember being an amateur, though, thinking that was like, if you got that, you made it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're getting yeah, the factory. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you, you gotta, got it. Then yeah. you're, you're going to get it. You're going to put in a 14, 15 on the day. <laughs> and you're gonna, you got a factory ride for next year. <laughs> oh, I just thought that like that was it. Yeah. Like that's all Canada was, was you could just be factory for a day. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was the top of the top of the Colton yeah. Fasciati factory rider for a day. Yeah, well, see, I didn't know much back then. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think any loop. of us did. I was out no. of the loop. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever talk to kids now and you're like, man, I wish I could tell you more. Does that make sense? Like, you know how we were back in the day, like what you were just explaining, where you're trying to figure out and you're like, factory ride for a day. That's that's really cool. That's that's all it is. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know, like. I don't know, like, if I could educate kids. I th- I feel like I'm learning shit from the kids. They're telling me about all the wild shit they do now. How to be on TikTok and how to get sponsors yeah. and stuff. 
True. They're getting BJs like out behind the start shaft. <laughs> like, yeah, some of those stories. Like, I didn't get that. Like, <laughs> I, didn't either, man. I didn't either. Yeah. Some of the stories you hear, it's it's pretty wild. Like these fucking kids got it. Kids are getting after it. Yeah, they're getting after something, but it's not dirt bikes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's definitely not 30-minute uh, motos. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. When was your last year racing? Um, I don't know. What year was that year we went out east? 2020. 2020. COVID. No, 21. Because that's the year you were going to ride your bicycle back, right? Yeah, but that was the first COVID year because it got pushed back. That's why I couldn't do it. Okay. Because it was like the last race is like September or something. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I think it was 2020. Okay. Wait, push back? Well, the the series got pushed back. Like they pushed because they couldn't, they didn't know if they're going to be able to do the races. So they, yeah. the first one started in like, I don't know, middle of July or did something. It, did it get pushed back while we were racing? No, I don't. Oh yeah, because Sandali got canceled, or not Sandali, Deschambeau got canceled for oh, a second round. Yes. Of, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. shit, I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I remember going to see you and Dom at Sandali because you were staying in the trailer there, and you seemed miserable. Well, my thumb was fucked. I was, I couldn't yeah. ride. I couldn't even hold onto the bike. I hit my head a bunch of times. Yeah, it was a rough year. Started right at Gopher off that. Well, I had a sick you know, first moto. I yeah. was down in the first turn, came back to eleventh. I'm like, that's good. I'm not a sand guy. That's I'm pretty stoked that on that. Was good. Yeah. And then fucking what's his name, Richard Taylor, yeah. fucked me over for the rest of the year. <laughs> I think that's what we got to do to get bigger. We got to start going start in hard on riders, throwing people under the bus. Yeah. yeah, why not? We're, let's get going hard on whoever. Go start getting in Twitter beefs or whatever. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Sean? <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah, let's go. Are you ready? He's retired. He doesn't I'm care. I'm ready. What What's he of, got to lose? There's no rides kind of to lose. There's yeah. Well, he's coming back next year. Like no, I already told. I'll make this public. I told Kev I will come back for a hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. It the ball's not, in your court. I yeah. said, Kev, I will come back. It's back pay for what I thought I deserved a couple of years ago. <laughs> If you pay me 150 grand, I'll do another farewell tour. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? You know, right? you know what's funny is like some kid would probably listen to that and be like, that, "That's not that much money." Like, what's he? He's underselling himself, and we la we're laughing. <laughs> yeah. What did he make before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people that are like that don't know would be shocked. Yeah, like why did why isn't he asking for 300? <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Like, even a lot of the, like, once I was explained U.S. contracts, where it's like, yeah, they make two or three hundred thousand, but then in that two or three hundred thousand, they have to pay their way, you know, to the races for twenty nine races, basically. So it's mm -hmm. like at the end of it, and then they got to pay practice bikes guys, and you're like, yeah, that's oh. a huge expense. Yeah, and you're thinking to yourself, well, all of a sudden that comes down to a hundred real quick. Plus your trainer or whatever. Or whatever. There's tons yeah, of yeah. other expenses. Totally, yeah. It's kind of a when you actually start breaking it down, you're like, oh, well, maybe that's not as much money as I thought they made. But obviously, the 450 guys make yeah good money. Yeah, the top 10 guys are making yeah. pretty good. But yeah, yeah. I hear like some of the PC kids are breaking even. I heard that there was a fellow that's racing for nothing, just bonuses today. Who like uh, uh, what brand? Cowie PC PC uh, Volan, I'm guessing. Yeah, Volan. Yeah. Which really? is an He's ideal, yeah. yeah. Well, if he if he wins, he gets good bonuses, I'm sure. Did you see the photo of him laying on the? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That photo was like, for me, I'm like, yeah, 
he's having a moment there with Jason. Yeah. Jason's telling him, hey, man, you just got to keep going. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a rough go. Yeah, yeah, he was lucky to get that ride last minute too. Right, and he's legit too. He was he's he good. was going good this year. Like, yeah, he was surprising right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah for someone that missed like two or three mains last year and the year before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I remember when uh, Dean first signed with Pro Circuit. It was everyone on the team got fifty grand salary, mm-hmm. and it's all bonus money. But then you get hurt, you're fucked. Yeah, and, but the bonuses were good. Yeah, like fifty yeah. k for a win. Yeah, exactly. Like, you still keep your fifty. Uh, keep your fifty if you got hurt. Yeah, I think it's. I think so, I think yeah. If, yeah, if it's fifty, it's probably like, base salary type deal, yeah. just no matter what. Yeah. Although who knows? And I'm sure it's different now. Like I'm sure they're paying. I wish it was all not. public. That'd be sweet. Like NFL, NHL. Like man, it would be it'd be cool to know more. Like how much is Eli making? Oh. Yeah, I would like to know how much you made that last year he won indoors and outdoors and he yeah. won like seven or eight exactly. indoor races and then like half of the outdoor races. He must have made like, I don't know, five, six mil. And then like Jet, how much is that guy making oh. for an 18-year-old? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah no that's kidding. That's nuts. And think- for him to, him to get booed last week? <laughs> that's crazy. Oh. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Well, and he so was crying crazy. after his little debacle with Anderson too. Yeah. Like, oh, he's Anderson, just he's yeah. crumbling Did, already. What do you guys think of the whole Anderson social post? He played it very. I thought well. he was yeah. so good. Yeah, I love Anderson. It's he's, good. He's good stuff. Yeah, you can't play that any better from no. his perspective because you know he called him out and was like, "Hey, man, if you want to talk to me, come talk to my face." You know, and then just the end of it where you're like, "Hey." You got seventy more, <laughs> seventy one more wins to go. I'm like, holy! That's <laughs> awesome. Those I love ruthless. it. They're they're ruthless. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. Do you think the industry would improve if all that was made public? Salaries, bonuses. I don't know. If people knew, do you think it would improve or hurt the industry? I, I think it's another talking point, right? For yeah. for the media and stuff, they can. Because it's it makes them sound more legit. If you're like, oh yeah, this guy's got a salary for one point seven million or whatever. But yeah. then what if it's like, oh yeah, like Ryder Defrancesco's riding for fifteen thousand dollars salary. Yeah, and it doesn't look th- great. These are his bonuses, and then he's got start money. I think it bumps all those guys up, though. Truthfully, because it looks it's a bad look to be yeah. paying someone nothing. But I don't. So know. that's my question: is yeah. like, does it improve? the financial input from the companies in the industry and it kind of puts them on the burner a little bit or or does it hurt it where like maybe you have these young families that are like oh yeah we're gonna make it big and they think it's this way and then all of a sudden their kid gets signed to pc and they're like well after all these expenses like we're broke yeah it might it might be a bit of a reality check for like a lot of these 80 parents and stuff they might look at it and be less intrigued. Like that's a, to me, that's a like a really loaded question because you don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. And yeah. it probably would go both ways in the situation, you know? Like I think some parents would look at it and be like, oh, we're not doing all this for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then others might be like, oh, it's a great opportunity. Like, he's going to be, go. he's going to be the next Eli Toma. What yeah. are you talking about? He's going to make money. Yeah. And how much, like, it makes you wonder how many companies are still relying on that little pipe dream that the sport sells. 
yeah. where they're like, oh yeah, like we need these families to like. Well, they kind of do. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of. It's weird in that sense. Where like games like hockey, they don't need that. It has such a strong following from just casual people doing their thing all the time. Yeah. It's like the massive numbers. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of hockey dads that think their kid's going to go into oh, jail. For sure. True. That is very true. I think I could have made it. Did you? Were you good at anything else, Jared? I used to kick Keelan's ass at, ho- at hockey. Dude, really? you had a fucking cast on every time we played. <laughs> I still, I could skate. I, was I don't nice think to... you and I ever shared the ice <laughs> once. You're just a little glass doll. No, we definitely did. Were you guys no. in the same league? Yeah. Yeah, we fucking, our teams played each other, but yeah. this guy was sitting on the fucking bench because he was always broken. Well, that's because the stupid doctors wouldn't put a screw in my wrist and the thing kept breaking. <laughs> no, I was too young. <laughs> oh, I oh, often no. so like I played hockey too, but do you ever look back and think, well, what if I took that route? Yeah, I don't know, what I think if it's... I went to school? I feel like it's yeah. just as competitive as motocross oh, would have been. More, like right? you probably could have gotten to a successful level because you're a you know driven person who perseveres and keeps practicing and getting better. Just like a motocross, you had to do that. So. But how many people, like you think about baseball, how hard is that? Yeah. But how many people are applying themselves to it? That's what makes it difficult. It's like mm-hmm. winning the freaking lottery to get on a totally. team. Yeah. Yeah, you almost got to be a freak to yeah. make it. Yeah. yeah, I had a buddy that went and played college ball. and That's what he said. He's like, I was popping Advil like nonstop just to keep playing. You know, it kind of ruined him in the end. But yeah, like you said, there's so many people playing it and wanting to play it at such a high level where if you get injured at all, you're just shuffled down the list. Yeah. Sorry. And then uh, my cousin was telling me, because his kids, he's chasing the hockey dream, but he's saying it's almost impossible to compete because there's the, all these hockey private schools that cost like 50 grand a year to send your mm-hmm. kids to, and those kids have a huge leg up. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe they have an advantage, but who knows? Well, I, I mean, know. we've talked about it before, the political game in those yeah. sports, like... If your dad doesn't know somebody, if yeah. he's not paying somebody, if you know your coach doesn't like you, that could affect you for five to ten years because you get shafted down team, yeah, true. you know, never looked at again. So, do you think motos like that? Oh yeah, just a lot it's more like a, condensed, yeah. right? Mm, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it is for sure. Because I do think it's sh- shared like that across the board. Oh yeah. Like our sport has it, obviously all those sports have it. And that's like the weird thing when you talk to parents and everybody in those positions, they're all naive to that. Yeah. Like it's because they, like they haven't seen that side of it. Yeah. And you almost want to tell them like, man, just I mean, go to the lake. Even in hockey, seeing some, I don't know if I want to use the word shitty, but shitty hockey players make it to some decent level hockey just because their dad was yeah. standing up there with the the scout or whatever while the game was going on, you know, and you keep yeah. poking, hey, little number, kickback. number 12, number 12, number yeah. 12, number 12, and then all of a sudden that's all they can think, yeah. right? Is, Fuck that 12, he was out there on the ice a lot, even though he maybe only played two minutes or something <laughs> yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah well, do you, I don't know how you feel about this, Sean, but I feel like as we were West Coast kids, we kind of, it, you couldn't, it's harder to make connections with people like in the teams when you, I feel like we were so isolated out West. Did you feel the same way when you're coming up? hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And I think it's still like that till this day, yeah, yeah. unless you're very elite. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because I think for those East Coast teams, to have a guy out here is also way more expensive. Oh, yeah. You're going to get bikes, parts. Yeah. You're constantly shipping. And so for them, if there's a kid that's half an hour away from your headquarters, it's like, well, yeah, it's a no-brainer. He's riding his track every you know? other day. You know, for us, even it's one thing in Calgary where there was a few big bike shops. You got Blackfoot and stuff around, but you're... Middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody's Tra- out there. Nobody's walking the out there, man. Traders <laughs> yeah. out there. I, I yeah. mean, honestly, the only thing that I had was Blair Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. He was like kind of the only word that helped me get further. Yeah. Because yeah. he would like say things to people and then all this, it kind of got put into people's ears. Yeah. But yeah, it's like. And I guess when a guy like that says something, you put some weight behind it too, right? He's. Totally, yeah. He's not a nobody in the sport. Yeah, but in the same token. It's like you said, when you live in the middle of nowhere, nobody <laughs> sees you. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, the kid came to Calgary in 2007 and got 38. <laughs> 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 and I think we're going to pass oh, on him. The next thing. You know, and then you see some of these other kids and they're legit right off the bat. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer from that perspective. And um, I often think about that, like how to help West Coast kids just find themselves a little bit more and and i tell them like you gotta talk to these people like you gotta have relationships with everyone and it doesn't mean that you need to beg for stuff but like you know you should be able to talk to kevin tyler just put yourself out there yeah and and just become friends with them so once you do start progressing they know who you are yeah and they know you're a good kid yeah yeah it becomes a lot easier so was there any oh i got two questions so was there a point that stands out to you where you felt like you really started gaining some momentum where you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm starting to, like you felt like the wind was at your sails? And then also I want to know, or I'm curious, like how did the your first break with a team go getting on to OTSF in 2013? And how did that all go about or come about? So those two questions are kind of intertwined for me um 2012 we ended that season it was terrible for me i had my best finish the year before in the 450 class got number six and then we went into that season and just like banged my head a few times just rode like shit basically and at the end of that year my dad actually was like i can't do this anymore like we we can't support you going racing anymore and so I was totally prepared to quit at the end of 2012. And then um, I don't know the exact story, but I think my dad phoned Yamaha and was like, hey, we had decent support from them. And he's like, hey, like, um, unless Sean can get on OTSFF or kind of make that jump to a team, like we're going to step away as a family and as a race team. So, and that was the like there were so many things kind of going on at that time. That's when they introduced the 252 stroke rule where you could race that. So Andre kind of saw this opportunity to take a little bit of the budget that I had through Yamaha, put it into the team and also have me on a 252 stroke. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honestly, when I looked at that, I was like, I don't really want to ride that bike. Cause you know, I mean, I rode up or grew up riding 125s, but I'm like, a YZ250? Like, I don't think I really know how to ride that thing. <laughs> um, but at that time, I was like, I mean, it's Andre Lauren and OTSFF, and it's a legit team, and 
Um, I mean, it's Rockstar. I mean, I kind of had glazy eyes over the Rockstar <laughs> stuff at that point. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do this. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, it was kind of an eye-opener uh, getting on my first team. And I didn't know how to communicate with anybody or do anything like that. And, yeah. Like, I got the bike. And so Andre's team used to go racing snowcross in the winter. And then we'd go moto in the summer. And he had like Bobby Kay and a few other guys that would go race Supercross in the winter. Yeah. Ian Hayden was that that year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Bob and those guys were gone all the time, so that they never really had to support them because they were doing the Supercross thing. So I was kind of the only guy like early January, February riding, and like I didn't know how to tune a carburetor on a YZ250. <laughs> I blew that thing up in like ten hours at Milestone in California, and then. I had to phone them. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened, guys. Like, blue motor, and they were like, oh, "What are you doing?" <laughs> right? And I was like, "You oh, know, man. you got to put oil in the gas, right?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was like the, kind of like a weird, awkward stage for me, where I wish I had more guidance, kind of on that side of things. But at the same time, uh, once I kind of pushed through it and like was getting used to the team, I was like, actually, I feel pretty good on this thing. And then went into the first round at Nanaimo, and uh, they had that split section by the oh, finish yeah, line. I remember this. Yeah, and I jumped from the right side and landed on the face of the split section on the left side. Oh. Cartwheeled, broke my collarbone. But I actually don't think I uh, broke it right off. It was just cracked. Yeah. So I was like, ah, like I could still move my shoulder, and it felt fine. So I'm like, I'm going to race this first moto. This is actually pretty funny because this is one thing I remember about Keelan. So we're out there in the first moto, and I'm like, You're fucking eating my roost. I was eating Keelan's roost, but I also passed him with a broken collar. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not, man. We fuck. We already hashed this out. We hashed. Keelan this remembers out. It, remembers it way different no, than I no, do. No, the but... lap charts, unfortunately, they're probably not. <laughs> yeah, there they're anymore. not. You can't even find <laughs> the results. The we results have gone to the we fucking hashed this out in Cali because I was like, I was like, I was fucking ahead of you. I was fucking ahead. You of were you. at one point, but I feel like I, I know I put the pass on you, and then I hit this section of the track where I case something, and I felt like the bone like blow apart Ooh. and then smash together and i'm like yep that's that's no, done that Ooh, just sounds like an done. excuse for me passing you back <laughs> so that's a pre-manufactured excuse i'll i'll let you have it <laughs> so we i mean obviously that was a huge bummer for me because it's like my first race on a team um and i go and do this to myself so took four races off healed up came into the east coast not super prepared because i haven't really rode a lot and yeah. i'm like man like another year where i'm just like haunted by injury at this point and it was kind of weird because my contract was structured where like i had to pay for all my uh travel and man i had no money i i couldn't even afford to fly back and forth and like after like and this is how dumb and young i was right like i just showed up to gopher flew in and then after the race, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay with you guys. <laughs> and they were like looking at me like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I can't go home. I didn't tell them that, like, obviously I was broke at that point and didn't have any money. But so I ended up going to Moto Park with Ian Hayden. He's like, yeah, come live with me. I ended up riding his YZ250 during the week. And then, you know, long story short, 
a little bit. We had a week break between the last round going into Walton. And I flew home at that point. I rode my practice bike like every single day for like 10 days on this like weird ass sand track, gravel pit track that I had near my dad. Flew back and then ended up winning that weekend. Yeah, that's sick. And it was like, that was kind of the point for me where I was like, holy shit, I can, I can actually win these races. And, um, obviously a little connection too, like with Paul Lavoie, he was my mechanic on that team at the time. And I have this picture of him like holding out a pit board that was like plus 10 P1. And I still have it actually framed because I was like, that's so sick. Paul looks all serious. (laughs) And everybody that knows Paul, he's not serious. (laughs) He always likes to put that impression on though. On the start line, he looks, he kind of looks serious. Totally. But then he'll like whisper some joke in your, hey, (laughs) the ass looks pretty good over there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, I remember, um, so that last moto that I won, I was like, this is the longest race ever. Like it felt like so long. And sure enough, they actually made it 30 plus two, not 25 plus two. Oh, Ooh. shit. And if you go ask Courtney Lloyd about this, she actually lost third in the championship because of that. So Brad Nodd's bike blew up with like oh, a lap no to go way. because of this mix up with the flagger at the end. Oh. And yeah, so that was like a pretty special moment for me because I remember getting off being like, I can win races. Like, this is awesome. And from then on forward, it was kind of like, yeah, like I can do this. I can keep building. And it was like, I would get a win or two every year, get quite a few podiums, but still struggled just to pull the consistency of it all together. But yeah, yeah, like 2013 was like such a turning point with all that. And I think a little bit of just like being on the team and having the confidence around people and just kind of more or less believing in myself too. Wow. Deep. Wow. Passed you with a broken collarbone, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> you know, if you would have hung in there, you would have beat me because I KO'd myself that race too. Did you? Yeah, with two laps to go. I was in fifth. Yeah, you're duking with the Allisons, I remember. Yeah. That's pretty good. Actually. I was trying to pass Jared, and then I just fucking died. So Happens to the best of us. Yeah, it does. Sometimes I see those kids, like now I'll go watch the 250s and some guy's leading or doing something for like four or five laps and just weeds this shit. <laughs> He's just on cloud nine. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, hey, buddy, that's part of it. Yeah. You know, you wish you could take them back 10 years and show them that you did the same thing. Yeah. What a bummer, though, to be leading your first race and you eat shit or something. I don't like know, man. That. I'll like, take that. I'll, I'll take that all day. Yeah. That's oh, true. fucking worst one, Sebastian racing. Yeah. Oh. Two years ago. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. that haunts the little guy. <laughs> I bet. Oh, well, so the way he, he explained it to me is he thought, I can't remember who was in second, but he thought they were right on his ass. Oh, yeah. Like, he thought, like, I got to go and then lap or cartwheels. And then he's like getting up and he's like, holy shit, I had like 40 seconds or whatever it was in the last <laughs> lap. Yeah, so crazy for that kid. Did he win any last year? Nope. No, no, no. He hasn't won yet. Wow. He won the Arena Cross in Abbotsford. Sorry, Chilliwack. That's his first pro win. Mm-hmm. So, wait, we, we count those? They count. Yeah. Wow, shit. You can take that. I'm counting mine then. Damn. Yeah. 
I didn't count yeah. those. Stadium racing. Is that what that tattoo is now? Now that's what those numbers mean? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have lines up my leg now. Count Super Saturdays. Yeah. Count whatever you want. Man. I'll Just be got Fox logos all over your back. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be hilarious. Uh, just tramp stamps everywhere. <laughs> yeah, these are all my wins. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah. one here is from 65cc. This, yeah. this one's the hard charger award. <laughs> oh, I'll be that guy at like the, the dive bar in like some tiny shithole town just telling people like all my sick tattoos. And, <laughs> yeah, this one I won back 2015, Calgary Super Series. Big deal. Super, super series. Big, biggest turnout of Super Series history that year. Yeah. Was it? Not <laughs> <laughs> telling people <laughs> for the story. Yeah, uh, I would have believed it. <laughs> I still call them the Super Saturdays. They are. They are. They're not they called the Super Saturday. No, they're they called the Super Series because they started holding them on Sundays. Yeah. No. Proc Navy's picked that up from. Uh, was that? What was that? Some series in was the states. The, no. Yeah. I haven't heard that name in forever. The Proc Navy's. Yeah. I remember I was in a dressing room with those dudes in Kindersley, Saskatchewan at an arena cross. They were a weird bunch. Not them, <laughs> I guess. I was on like an 85, and these guys were just like wild. Yeah. Holy. No? They, a couple of them were pretty freaking fast. Oh, too. yeah. yeah. There was, the speed wasn't Injuries yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Like They used to duke it out hard at the Super Series. Oh, yeah. Super Saturdays. <laughs> those are the years of Suzuki money, too. Yeah. yeah, remember yeah. all yeah. the contingencies? That's what I remember is like Brandon oh. or someone just holding his RM125 wicked at a Super Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You remember Steve McMorrin? Yeah, I remember Steve. McMorin. You don't remember Steve McMorrin? It might have been. That was quite a while ago. Dude is wild. So what? fast and just every other day he's cartwheeling down the International and he's got a paralyzed arm. and Really? They were all about the TMs, hey? Uh, they had TMs for uh, yeah, I think didn't always. Or am I thinking Craig? Yeah, they were yeah. always on TMs. Not always, but they were for a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like Craig yeah. was some. I don't know. Craig's a well, iffy character. We, we know where he ended up, right? <laughs> <laughs> where is he now? You know. Well, he was the guy who ran that uh, scheme down in uh, Kukanusa. Is he in jail? A scheme in Kukanusa. Dude, he was selling property that wasn't his. Oh. He was like selling off like crown land, saying he could build <laughs> cabins and shit on him. <laughs> Yeah, he had like a whole. Div- you guys didn't yeah. hear about that? Oh yeah, I knew about that. I mean, I guess you just go out there and put some stakes in the ground. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a lot. One, it was like a, it was go. it was across the lake from where we used to camp. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, way. no way. You didn't know about this, Keelan? No, I didn't. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, Craig. 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 Mc- McMorin, you don't remember yeah. Craig McMorrin? I just remember Steve. Craig was a. He was on like billboard. He had like some. He was a very shady character. Oh damn! No. Okay, Jared. Like. N- now that we're talking about old guys, what are your thoughts on vet nationals? Man, I gotta. I actually, I actually think I want to ride this year. Yeah. You didn't yeah, ride. That's a bold yeah, buddy. fucking. I haven't rode yeah, for. Buddy. I haven't rode wow. for like two years. Yeah, I think I want to like ride at all. I haven't touched a bike since two years ago. Yeah. Actually, like uh, maybe it wasn't last year, but the year before, I was motoing down. Yeah, in the spring. In right? the spring, yeah, it was like it was like this time of year, and there was like snow on the ground, and we were motoing. Yeah, I remember because I was like, "Is this guy making a comeback? <laughs> what are we doing?" So, was... what's the deal with the like vet national donations type deal at the vet race? There's 
It's a weird. Does deal. it have to be different guys in different age classes and things? Because yeah, so you get. Uh, it could be a pretty serious team. We could kick put some together. ass. We can't race though. We yeah. can't race as a team. We'd have we can't. Yeah, you have you to get thirty, a forty, and a fifty. Okay, yeah, that's what. I th- yeah. Well, I, I think I think I can get a fake ID. Probably. Skippy, fuck, you could pull his fifty. That's true. Yeah, you should just take your hat <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm sixty-five. Yeah, well, there you go. That's true. That's true. No, I think it's like how do you how do you move forward with dirt bikes in your life at a mellower level? It's hard cuz you want you get on the bike, you want to go fast and then you get arm pump and you're like I can't do more oh, than two laps and no. but you got to put so much time on the bike to yeah. be able to actually have enjoy it. Yeah, but you were you were going to ride your bicycle from Walton to Calgary. I was going to I I still might do that one. And then day, you're but... running marathons? Uh, I you think the a marathon? No, I, the farthest I ran was like 35k. That's still a that's, that's a hike. That's a hike. Yeah. The hike for a guy that doesn't run. Oh, I've been running. I like at this. I worked up. I think I I started off heavy. I went like 15k in my first run, 20, <laughs> and then like 22, and then I worked my way up half marathon. Then this one day, I'm like, it was like after work too. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna think I can do a marathon. I got like 30k, and I'm like, I gotta go home. <laughs> I can't. My legs. I are gotta seasoned. go to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever looked up the pace of that guy that just broke the record? It's isn't it like a six six minute mile or just over? It's insane. And if you try to run it, it's like this guy's running this for whatever forty two kilometers. Yeah, it's Fuck. nuts. It's crazy, man. What's the pace? Well, he does it in two hours and like two minutes. So or it's something. it's probably That's like a fun. five minute mile. Then I was yeah. thinking of the guy that. So there's one guy that ran a hundred mile race and he averaged under seven minute miles. That's, yeah, that's wild. I can't even do that oh, for is, a kilometer. Is that the guy who like doesn't get lactic acid? I don't know. Have man. You guys heard of that guy? Yeah, he will just run forever. I like that guy. He literally, they scientists will like poke him for lactic acid and stuff during these runs. Zero. Sounds like his, Wim Hof. His body knows yeah. how to process it and like kick it back, so he literally never gets lactic acid buildup. That's crazy. Imagine if you could just like pull little jeans out, so you like didn't feel pain <laughs> yeah. and you didn't like. Yeah, didn't build lactic acid. Not no gay. fatigue. Yeah, well, sh- <laughs> they're still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> so, I don't want to take over your guys, but I have questions it for over. you guys. Yeah, too. let's go. That's all right. Go. Are you retired? Me. Yeah. Dude, I. What are we doing? Well, watch here? him dance around this question for an hour. Yeah, every every year he does this. <laughs> I tried, man. I tried, and um, I'm I'm. What's the, I'm a, no, not a dark horse. I'm a, I'm blackballed. I'm blackballed. <laughs> I'm blackballed. <laughs> Got blackballs. <laughs> no, and you know, like in a pool game, you sink the eight. That's the blackball. The, the number eight, yeah. You're done. You're done. So you're done? <laughs> you blackballed was like, you're not allowed back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What'd you do to? Why aren't you allowed back in? I don't know. Who said this? That's I think they'll for, take your money, man. Yeah, they'll love your money. That's up for debate. Like, what are we? What are we doing? I don't know. You're waiting for that 150k that Sean's waiting for, right? He's <laughs> gonna piggyback me. <laughs> no, I asked for 300. You know, we actually we tried doing this a little bit. We did because I, you know, like I, I feel like I didn't get a a didn't... fair a fair shake at the MX 101 gig and. That's true. And uh, I also didn't show up as my best self at mm. the, the MX-101 gig. So Why is that? A lot of factors. There is a lot of factors. Um, but I, 
you know, like I really wanted a, a second, a second shake at it and, you know, tried and then, uh, started leaning on Sean cause it wasn't going anywhere. And I was like, Hey man, like, like tell him, <laughs> tell him I'm ready. Yeah. Tell him, tell him that like, or what was it? 50, 50. Yeah. We were going to do 50, 50 deals. Yeah. Like I don't need anything but a bike. Just give me a bike. Well, it started out that I have my bike. own tent out the back. You guys share point. a bike even yeah. or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going a lot of different You, you go up for a lap of qualifying, bring it in for Keelan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it can't like the proposals came off strong in the beginning. Cause I was really confident and I was like, yeah, like, of course he's going to take me back. He loves me. <laughs> even though like I was a miserable wreck the year before. Um, yeah, so it was 50, 50, like Sean was willing to sacrifice his contract, I believe. What a guy. Yeah. The, then, and this... then it got to the point where it was just like, Hey man, like I'll, I'll buy all my bikes. <laughs> just put me under the tent. Yeah, put me under the tent. I just need a hat and a yeah. jersey. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. That was basically the final proposal. And I, yeah. You're really dancing around the question right now. <laughs> yeah. I just well, like, okay, I, like let's let you think well, no, about it. No, I just I just like riding. Like I really like riding and mm. I like being in shape and and you know like if I show up to a race, I want to be competitive. And yeah. I was it was like that last year where, you know, like I didn't have taking a bit of a step back, I guess. Um not going south and but like I I wanted to race. I wanted to do the whole series and and yeah but it was basically just gonna do it with with the tools that i had like yeah not going south and whatever but i was like if i'm gonna show up i'm gonna give it absolutely everything i have and i still mentally feel like i'm there or at least was like mentally felt like i was there and you know could like stick a wheel in on, on guys and and I feel like I even showed that at the couple races that I did do this past year, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. I fucking passed for the lead in, in Calgary. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I like riding, like racing. And if I have the opportunity to race, I'll race. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. Putting it out there. I don't like, this is the weird thing is everybody thinks like, if you say you're retiring that you're never going to touch a motorcycle again and maybe that's true for some people but i tried to make that clear to people where it's like yeah i still want to ride motorcycles i still want to go to provincials mm -hmm. oh and you maybe know? even line up for a local national you're just yeah. not going to follow the series exactly anymore. i'm not going to spend the 10 months of the year preparing yeah. and racing and making it my living i'm going to step back quite a bit and be completely okay if i get waxed and you know end up yeah. 12 you semi-retired okay semi-retired yeah it's like yeah you still yeah. want to ride a motorcycle and i don't know where obviously jared you've taken two years off of a bike and kind of feel different about a couple of things but and i mean for me it's still winter time so maybe the spring will come and i'll be like i don't want to ride a motorcycle i gotta wash it after that yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know but I, I don't know it's it's a funny thing it's so addicting and you just like want to do it so bad. It's a weird thing to walk away from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone's different, right? I think my biggest problem is once I start riding and I start feeling good, I'm like, oh, I'm, maybe I could just like race Calgary National. And oh, maybe I'll just yeah. race. I'll go, but, I'll go to Raymond. Raymond sounds sick. Let's go after, to Raymond. After a couple of years sure. not riding, maybe that's kind of gotten that out of your system. We'll see, or... yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens when yeah. I get on a bike. 
Or like you said, maybe it's a chase of vet nationals instead of the yeah. actual yeah, nationals, I mean, right? Yeah, maybe. Something, I think it would be something. cool. Like, I want to do that stuff moving forward. Like, go with you and Keelan and go to like California and do like a vet national or something mm-hmm. where it's it's like we would probably huff wind and struggle <laughs> but it would just be fun to go Fuck do that. it that i want to win <laughs> well that's what i think too like when i think of uh like guys that used to be and i'm not throwing any names out there but some Throw guys that, um like for example todd starchuk used to be a good rider and now mm-hmm. he's like just a guy that just puts around like i don't want to just go putt around no, no, no. you don't no it doesn't sound fun well, I can ride my bicycle around if I want to go putt around. You want to go out there, hit some jumps, do some no-handers? I definitely have to throw whips. I'm okay with putzing. I'm going to putz. Yeah, I'll just teach mm. their own, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I Maybe I need to just, I need to, what is it called? Acclimate myself to putting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. I go to California last year for whatever, three months, and I'm like, I'm I feel like I am hauling ass. Like I passed Joe Shimoda straight up at Paula and like I'm having a blast. I come back to Calgary and Keelan is like <laughs> haunting me. I'm like, this guy does nothing. <laughs> like this nothing. is what this is what I think in my mind, right? I'm like, this guy is here eating Cheetos and dispatching. And he's hanging on to me. I'm like, I'm done. I'm calling it. <laughs> you know? He's and he's just he's like a mental giant over here those cheetos are just peds for him over there yeah <laughs> yeah like he plays the the brutalist mental games with me and i oh just like, what dude unbelievable <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah it's true me it's true and then <laughs> i gotta play him back me and mental games yeah holy hell like mental games with himself yeah maybe. no i remember the performex <laughs> golden child days jesus christ yeah, this guy you're like like you're like you know, you go down to Cali for like your first couple seasons and you're like, you know, trying to figure out like what it's all about, training, training down south in the winter and like trying to like, you know, just get your shit together. It's hard. And <laughs> and then this guy, he's like on his fucking 27th season of training down south in California and he comes up behind you and like, <laughs> why, why are you doing that? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be as simple as like, oh. like. Putting like a seat cover on your bike. You'd be like, why are you doing that? What What do you mean? Oh, I see. Oh. What, yeah, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, what, like, nice. what are you saying? Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if I'd do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like thinking about every yeah. other way you could do it. Yeah. I wish I could go back and just tell people like, I was a dick. <laughs> I was so self-centered and like, was just like, yeah, man, like I gotta make it. And there's times where I'm like, man, I wish we would have enjoyed more of those times together. But in the same token, like some of those times are pretty fun too. Maybe not for you. Like, <laughs> well, it's 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 funny because like I figured it out all pretty fast, and I was because I was never I was never the mind game guy. Like yeah. I I because I was always like a bit of an underdog and with racing, and I was just like I'm just gonna try and beat people straight up, mm-hmm. and. uh so like I eventually learned that there's like people like that just 
the fuck with you and i.e. yourself. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but like, dude, like looking back, like once I figured it out and then looking at like some of these poor kids <laughs> that you would just torment at Perform X. Tegan Williams. <laughs> Tegan <probably>. Williams, Danny <laughs> Mate, <laughs> like, holy hell, like Danny Mate was a nervous wreck every day. And you'd like, that's true. Like Sean would say something to Danny and then Danny would like go up to somebody else that he'd trust and be like, well, like, so what do you, what do you think of this? It's like, Danny, just like do whatever you want. He's like, well, I don't know. Like Sean says, I should like probably put a different tire on. <laughs> and it's like, Dan, Danny, your tire looks good. Like it'll last like another few days. I'm like, I don't know. Like Sean said, it might not work good at Milestone. <laughs> like, Danny, it's, good, it's, Danny, it's the winner. Like it, we're we're practicing. <laughs> I don't know. I think I got to go to Temecula Motorsports. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm getting a kickback from Temecula Motorsports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, just kidding. But, no, I mean, uh, I don't know. You live and you learn. I guess. I was a dick. That wasn't very nice. I was in my own head though. Um, one thing I learned how to do pretty early because. A lot of people thought I was pretty terrible at riding a motorcycle. Was I just like learned how to stop listening to people? Yeah. It was like I could take in criticism and all the rest of it, but I didn't care. But then along with it came if you gave me props about something, I wouldn't care either. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like I don't I don't listen to any of you guys. And that was a big fault in the beginning where uh, I felt like I should have learned how to trust some people yeah and then but also like respect other people and what they're doing and their decisions but i think when you're younger you're just like you gotta feel like you're proving your worth and um yeah i was just trying to you know i'm a little shorter than keelan so i think i had some small man syndrome around him he was just the praying mantis on me yeah. i don't know if anybody has seen the hunchback that i've tried to pull out holy of fuck you know what? We still gotta release. Did we release that photo of the praying mantis? <laughs> I don't think we ever put it out. No, we still gotta put that Jesus out. Jesus Christ! You should see what he does. He's like, oh, well, I'm gonna ride like you and <laughs> do it. Yeah, we go back and forth quite a bit. It's yeah. good. It's we're, good. We're gonna end up with a little lovers' quarrel over here yeah. in the corner by the end of the show. He's I, learned how to take my shit, and then also he's learned how to push me in good ways. You know. The one time, this is a moment that's since it's in my head now, thinking about Danny and the Performax shit. The, this is where I felt like I started gaining some momentum. I think this was my second time going down to Cali. And I went for a month. And the first time I went with Greg, Burry, Jesse, and Braden. And they took me down there. And I, I went for two weeks. And this is when I first met Sean and Todd and... I was drinking like the like the four liter jugs of Arizona iced tea, <laughs> <laughs> and just because I was like, "Yeah, tea's good for you," and yeah. like Todd's like, "It's like you're a fucking idiot, kid." And then he, yeah, he told me that my riding style looked like a uh, like a dog fucking a football. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't yeah. wrong. There's a little yeah. bit of a. He's like, that, he's like, you look like a dog fucking a football when you're on a motorcycle, and I'm like. And I'm, like, thinking that I'm okay, and I'm like, holy fuck. So, yeah, your ego got stripped really fast, but I remember then I went down the second year, went for a month, and I was like, this is, I was like, um, like, I'm fucking, like, he, like, Todd broke me the first year, and I'm like, I'm gonna prove, prove, like, I, like, I got mm -hmm. what it takes, like, I'm made of something, and, uh, I brought down this steel 
CCM road bike <laughs> from Canadian Tire. And I was like just getting into road biking, didn't know fuck all. And and I yeah, brought this like hunk of shit CCM road bike down. And it had like the turn dials on it, not like the the paddle shifters or whatever, or lever shifters. And everybody else had those and then so I was immediately like, fuck, like I don't have the cool shifters, but whatever. And uh we would go on the what was it, the Deleuze. The Deleuze. No, 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 not the Deleuze. Deleuze. No, the one the, the shorter loop? The shorter loop. Can't remember that. And and then this is when like Sean and I weren't even buddies yet, and he was the Performex Golden Boy. And it was like Todd put him up on a pedestal like like <laughs> Sean Moffenbach. <laughs> like this guy is going to win championships. And I was like, Well fuck, cool. Like like he was surprised when I won too. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so and like Sean was like the idol of the house, right? And and uh and I was just like an angry little fuck. Like I just I hated sucking at shit. And so we'd go on these road bike rides and just getting waxed on my fucking pedal bike that probably weighed hundred and twenty pounds. And and then one day I was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch this motherfucker. And so we'd do this loop and it'd have this like long ass hill climb, long ass hill climb. And I'm just like sucking wind. And this is like halfway into the ride. And what, it's like a 20 K loop maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like not long, like not, I don't even think it took an hour to do this thing. And Sean just like checks out on his, on his sick fucking road bike, whatever you had. Narco. Yeah. I think it was badass. So Sean's gone and I'm just like. I'm going to catch this guy. And I just like put my head down. Can't even see him. But I'm like, I'm just going to go till I puke to catch this fucking guy. And then all of a sudden I like start seeing you up the hill and I start reeling you in. And then all of a sudden you could see he like looks back and he's like, what the fuck? Like you could just see it in your body language. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then we just had this like all out drag race to get back to the like back that. to the house. But I think he still beat me. Oh, I thought this was going to be a story you passed out in the ditch. No, that's a good story, no, too, I did which that I'm too. sure he... Yeah, he sh yeah, that was a good story. No, but when I was like, I fucking caught the golden boy. I'm a legend. Like, that was a good boy. day. That's, yeah. So did you take over the, the mantle of golden boy at any point for Performance? Or? Never. I never did. Tried. Yeah, I was tried. the I was the black sheep. That's the term I was looking for. <laughs> uh, not black ball. Not black ball. <laughs> Same thing. I was the Performex black sheep. I always try to weasel Todd for deals and stuff, and he just got so annoyed. Do you still do that? <laughs> yeah, he, he would I think he's always done that. Uh, he's just like, yeah, to like, yeah, fucking. Jared, know. what? Uh, what's your biggest regret? looking back mm. on your racing career like do you ever have a moment where you're you're looking at things and you wish you would have went left instead of right or something uh i don't think anything major like i always feel like i put a ton of effort and work into it and i always tried my best but i think if i would have just like in the beginning of my pro career would have just calmed down and just tried to do every lap of every, every moto instead of yeah. Yeah. Just like calm down and just, I don't think when you're in that point, you feel like it's make or break, but just doing every race, you gain so much and you can just build and build and build. Totally. Rather mm -hmm. than just like having some good races and then 
cartwheeling and missing yeah, half the season. Yeah. See, you have like the opposite problem that I think a lot of people have. Like for myself, I lack intensity mm-hmm. in a race situation. You had a lot of intensity, but yeah, like you said, you needed that. Okay, just take it down 5% even for three laps or yeah, something. Well, I think you know, even like, just like the first lap, I'd always yeah. like freak out. And if I, and I would eat shit a lot of times on the first lap or in totally. the first turn. You were so fast. I remember I'm like, damn. Yeah. And like literally, sometimes on that first lap, I would see you upside down. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And like, if it wasn't the first one, I'd be like, well, if I don't catch him right now, I'm gonna catch him in four laps, and then sure enough, you'd just be cartwheeling. Yeah, and I think if you go back and look at it, the, all these old CMRC races from 2011, 2012, yeah, I'm in. The, I'm cartwheeled up in the. Even yeah. if I was running like fifth, and yeah. I would just cartwheel. Yeah. Well, I always struggled with like the, especially like Calgary when they would just grease the shit yeah. out of the track. Yeah, yeah. it's always nerve wracking to even watch yeah. that. You you just watch them pour a whole truckload of water on a section. You're like. Someone's eating shit there. Yeah. Like. I remember when I went to 450s, I was like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No more slop. Yeah. And then it was like they just got better at it and they didn't do that to the 250s. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, remember, I think 2017, the year, uh, I think you went 1-1 that day? Yep. Yeah. I remember you crashed in the, like, on the first lap because it was yep. greasy as shit. Same spot. both like those. three times that one yeah. race. Yeah, it wasn't good. And you were ripping, though. Yeah, that was... Uh, that race, I was like, "Yeah, I can win this, no problem." Yeah, yeah. I remember passing you twice when you're on the ground. I'm like, "Oh!" <laughs> and then I just, I just let you go down the hill in the shot valley. I'm like, "Just go." I know you're going to the front. Yeah, it was that race was out of control, but like felt in control. If well, like when I go back and watch the video of it, oh, it was loose, like beat off, cartwheeling, not cartwheeling, but like just smashing into stuff. And somehow I found a flow through it. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. And those, like, when I did those couple motos like that, you feel so badass. Like, I, obviously, it's not at a level of Eli and those guys, but I get why they have yeah. their egos oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I know, yeah. too. Even just, yeah, for me, too. Like, I feel like even though I'm riding around in seventh or eighth or whatever those those years, I was like, even Regina that year, I felt sick. Like, I just couldn't yeah. put a wheel wrong. It was like every rut, just like, oh, oh, and just like exactly. effortless. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's such an interesting feeling. I think that's why, like, you when you get that feeling, you don't ever want to let it go. So then when you're trying to walk away from it, it's, yeah, like, your decision to just not touch a bike for two years, that's probably why. That's a big yeah. reason, yeah. 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 Hmm. Any regrets in your career? So everybody thinks that my switch to Cowie in 2018 would be a big regret. They always say, like, was that a regret of yours? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like, I made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, The bike was actually okay in some ways. It just wasn't great like my Yamaha was. And I learned a lot. And I don't know, like, I, I wouldn't go back and change it. And maybe part of that is because I went back and rode for Kev later on. And, I don't know, maybe mended that little void i thought i missed out on but i regret in the early days kind of like jared not figuring out the mental side quicker Mm. you know what i mean like now that we're older and we're racing sometimes i'm out there and you think to yourself we're out here for 35 minutes just take 10 seconds here and just gather yourself and then just keep building 
you know? And yeah, you might not catch this guy in this lap, but give yourself a lap or two. You might catch him or just keep learning. So like I regret not learning things quicker or sooner. I regret not like taking advantage of certain teammates and like sucking knowledge out of them. Um, like Bobby K kind of forced a lot of stuff on me in a sense, <laughs> which I appreciate now. But looking back, um, I was kind of stubborn in a sense where I didn't want to accept the knowledge. He just forced it on me where I was like, why, why wouldn't I take his knowledge? Guys like brilliant in a lot of ways. So yeah, I have regrets around that, but maybe I just felt like I lived out the fairy tale season this year and just look back and really appreciate all the things I did. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I wish somebody told me that the sun was going to rise tomorrow. Yeah. Because I always felt like... That's the best way to Well, it's it. kind of the same thing we're talking about, right? A little In a, some kind of sense. Yeah. Like, well, don't freak out over every little thing. Yeah. Well, and I always... So, this might sound weird, but, like, I have this feeling like I never made it. Hmm. Like, I, like... Like, I almost... Like, I feel like I... Like, if I were to go and say, like, yeah, I'm going to retire... Like, it, it would just be, like, a mm. weird thing to say because, like, I have this underlying feeling that I never had a career in the first place and that it what, was... What would have made you feel like you made it? And that's the interesting thing is because I... My goals were always so fluid yeah. where it was, like, my goal was always just to be, like, let's see where I can go. Yeah. And then I would always just, like... There was never this like big dream goal. It was always like just little goals that I was trying to attain over the years. And it was just like, it's like, man, like, let's just see what I'm made of. And, um, but then at the same time on, on the flip side of that coin, uh, which makes it like kind of contradicting is I wanted it so bad. Like I just wanted to like get to the next rung, get to the next rung. And then I was always afraid that if I didn't do something or didn't perform, um, that, yeah, like the sun wasn't going to rise tomorrow. And then that's just it. That's the end. And I'll never be able to ride again, never be able to race. People won't help me and yada, yada, yada. And, and yeah, just like, I don't know, wish, wish I maybe had somebody to like put me in check and be like, like, dude, like you can have a long career if you just maybe look at the big picture and take a step back and take a breath. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause every year, every year for me, at least it always felt like this could be it. Yeah. And I felt that way for like every single year where I was like, this could be my last year and I'll be going truck driving. 2024 will be no different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, no. but I think that's a young guy thing though as well. I feel like when you're younger uh you put so much weight into it and you just want to make it and make it and make it. You're like I need to do this or you, you know like nobody's going to like me or you know, I'm not going to make any money or whatever and you get older and you're like, oh, there's a huge world out here that is kind of waiting for me in a sense. There's more yeah. to it yeah. than just this. 
And I guess that's where, like, and maybe you feel the same way, and maybe uh, it speaks to, like, what your experience was back in 2012 and 2013, but uh, my perspective started changing a little more when I started making more authentic connections. And, like, when I met Brent Carlson and and uh having like uh longer term sponsors like fxr and and so then it it seemed like yeah there wasn't just dead ends because it was like yeah when you're young all you see is just like shit this costs money and money's not coming in Mm -hmm. and so like yeah when i started making more connections and that started to subside and i actually started feeling like i could get to work so with like what you're saying yeah it's a young guy thing but and and in 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 that maturing to a point where like you're saying getting out talking to people networking making those friendships those connections and and leaning on the people that can actually get you down the road totally well you learn how small it is mm-hmm. there's not that many people a part of it all that make it go around so uh yeah once you learn that you're like oh well, this is a pretty tight-knit group of people and everybody kind of takes care of everyone and um, if you're giving your best effort, you kind of slide into little spots here and there if the if the position's open. Um, like I think what you had with Brent was pretty cool. Like, uh, like I remember looking at your bike one time, and being like, "That thing is sick." Yeah. You know, yeah. and like I was on the factory Yamaha team and dealing with you pulling hole shots on me. And I'm like, "How is this guy doing this?" Again, you're. Playing the mind games. Stock, baby. Oh, it's unbelievable. Biting me, tooth Stock. and nail. <laughs> no, but it's it's funny how we all have these different, um, I don't know, we just look at it a little bit differently too, right? And even being older with it, it's kind of nice to have a balance. Um, like maybe you learned this this year, is like it's nice to have a balance away from it and have these other aspects of your life that you put energy into as well. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I'm literally at the starting point of that where I'm like, oh, like, okay. Like, I still want dirt bikes a part of my life. But then it's how do I have a woman in my life and how do I have a job in my life with all of this? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're all asking how do you have a woman in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I failed at that, so. That's, yeah. that's, a, t- that's a tough one. Yeah. You got to put up with a lot of shit for that. One. I know Jared's <laughs> winning the battle on that one. He's he's here with the kid and everything. So yeah, so is Chris. He's got, Chris has got the kid. Oh, okay, well, that's fair for now. Sorry, yeah, yeah. For now, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. No, I'm kidding. Gonna go leave him at the SPCA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to, for a week. Yeah, I don't know where to leave this guy. <laughs> that's fair. You know what's so this might be a good one for you to shed light on is <clears throat> is I look at somebody like Dylan and yeah, like even Jess too, where just, just for the sheer fact that they're younger than us, it's like, and you can see there's like a maturity gap there, Mm -hmm. but they're waxing our asses out on the track and they like, they have something figured out on the motorcycle that like we never could, or at least and not so much for you because you're a lot closer to them and and beat them at times, but but it's like to see to have them so put together on the motorcycle, but then 
hear them talk about like their lifestyles and their personal lives and it's just like like it's like man like i'm racing against a bloody kid here that's <laughs> like doesn't even have a clue but he is just like whooping my ass out on the track and it's just it to me like that was just always like like because especially dylan yeah was, yeah um, <laughs> like, sorry dylan i'm calling you out especially dylan but like you say it well dylan's got this figured out on the track this is a funny story so um last year when i concussed myself after gopher we were doing practice starts with sebastian at santa lee and dylan was there riding and we're on the start line and dill came over to us and he goes man my shock feels like shit like can you guys help me set it up and like kevin and i are there being like what <laughs> <laughs> like, no we're not helping you set your shock up like you kick our ass every weekend like not a chance buddy and then like you see him come a lot around like two laps later and just god like <laughs> he just doesn't care he probably just, didn't check the sag no and he's probably like rebound all the way in or something yeah. wild and like high speed all the way out or you're just like and he's just like yeah i i don't know i don't know what it's doing and, and like that moment i was just like what what do you mean like you oh, it was shocking to me yeah and no then pun some, intended and then somehow he's like laying down <laughs> the fastest lap of the track yeah but like if you ever like when i go back and watch the motos of him there is some loose moments oh, and that's yeah. why i think he eats shit when he does is because he just rides the razor edge mm -hmm. and i don't know what's going on there but i'm like holy dylan like that's intense we're like jess this year I remember being behind him in Kamloops, first moto, and his shock was dancing and his rear end was going everywhere. And I'm like, there's no way he can keep this pace up. And sure enough, like old Jess would have cartwheeled himself. And like he just took a second, slowed down, and like finished behind me. And I was like, that's, hey, Jess learned. I was like, that's pretty cool. Where I don't feel like Dylan's had to do that yet because none of us got close enough to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's crazy racing against those guys, and but then yeah, talking to them about their personal lives, I'm like man, I feel old. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's yeah. like even talking to Sebastian. I think he's seventeen, right? And trying to explain to him that like Facebook was just coming into play when I, we were in high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like yeah. we're like this is all you know. We're old. Yeah. yeah, it's so oh. crazy, the difference. Yeah. Well, that, like, Instagram only started, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, none of us even cared or about shit, it. it was, it like, even, yeah, yeah, not even. Not even. I, yeah. I, I think I was racing pro for, like, two or three years before I had an Instagram. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think it was until like, we were done school. I might have been done university. Like, or maybe like, it's been, like, 12, 12 11 or 12 years or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you just like posted a picture of the sunset. And you're like, yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> like two likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now like you got these parents running kids accounts. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a segment we should set up is go back and look at your Facebook post from 12 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Mine don't exist. Good. I've deleted that uh, shit. <laughs> Jared's out. He knew better. No, I deleted my entire Facebook. I haven't had Facebook for Did like you? 10 years. Oh, right? you. Why'd you do that? I just, I, I don't, I didn't care. I just saw, all I saw was political posts. I'm like, I, I'm out of here. Oh, that's good. That's good. Not a fan of the Zuck. 
Uh, I don't even. I don't think. Of, Instagram. I don't. Yeah, it's a, oh, a big yeah. Instagram. It's I'm just not a fan of social media. <laughs> it's yeah, weird, it's man. It's a lot, man. It's weird. I play with it. Like I'll I'll delete it and I'll see if my productivity goes up or like if things improve or like my my mental state. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and then I'll like re-download it and then I'll like sit on the fucking toilet for an hour yeah. scrolling. I actually had to go through my Instagram like. Fuck, it might have been a couple months ago. And because I realized that you can, this is what makes me feel old, is that you can like pick and choose what you want to see in your, your feed on Instagram. You can. Really? You can do that. Really? Yeah, so you can like suggest like less of this, more of that. Oh. Well, I had so many goddamn boobs. like boobs and boobs. <laughs> boobs, boobs. Yeah, that I was like, yeah, this I was is, like, what is this? I was just, yeah, I was like, this is too fucking much. So I was like, <laughs> at each post, I was like, like less of this, less of this, less of this, less of this, and it was like every Bill Nye comes up, and you're like, yes, more, more Bill, <laughs> more Nye. Bill Nye, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I like my Instagram's clean, but clean. Still. <laughs> Yeah, it's clean. I, you know, I cleansed myself. <laughs> cleansed myself of and, my addiction. And how's your productivity? It's it's gotten better, you know. But yeah. it, dude, my productivity. So less boobs equals more productivity. Is that what Just we're getting at? Less Instagram in general. Okay. You gotta yeah. set a timer on that bitch. It doesn't help because no. it goes off. And timer like, God, zero five more minutes. Add five. Add yeah, five. Yeah. five. Then it's like you added two hours. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Just talking yeah. to my buddies. Sending boob shots. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden my legs are numb sitting on the toilet. Just like, fuck. So how do you, I think about this often, how do you feel like, because we're the old guys now, how are we supposed to influence the younger guys coming up in our own communities? This podcast. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> well, I mean... You, you kids don't have a chance. You're soft. Do you think, no. I, do you think kids will actually, do kids listen to this? I have no do idea. I want to know. That's, yeah, we, have, we have billions and millions of views, but. Yeah. We have the Allison brothers listening. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah. they were chiming in live. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're young kids, but. They that's were fair. I mean, but that's what I, that's what I often wonder is like, how do you influence the next generation coming up to not make all the stupid decisions that we made. I feel like it's even harder nowadays where there's so much other shit out there. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, what is the stupid decisions you made and does that even apply to this generation? That's a good point. Because sometimes it's like uh, Keelan was saying, like even watching Ryder McNabb, huh. I'm like, how is he doing that? 18 or 19. Like I couldn't figure that shit out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they took you know, everything that we brought to the table and learned from us. And then we're old being like, well, how are we supposed to do that now? You know, yeah. like even watching T-Dags, he's kind of got an old school, just bulldog. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, like ride through Grinding it type of out. deal. Yeah. yeah. Where like all these new kids are all smooth and methodical and weigh a hundred pounds and don't have any muscle and mm -hmm. yeah. like their stuff soft, stiff. And you're just like, huh, such a different it's so weird to me yeah, like just how like different hop, it is. Hopping over bumps instead of just plowing through them. It's just like they yeah. learn to ride a different way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm an old dog trying to wheelie bumps now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, honestly, a carbureted Yamaha 250F wasn't great yeah. at 
jumping over breaking bumps it would bog on you as you're doing exactly things, so yeah exactly <laughs> you kind of had to bolt Flying on a double your way through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. dude so, and guys, we were on the tail end of that even like could true. you imagine 10 years before us what those pieces of shit were like no do you guys no. remember that though like like having to go do a <laughs> jump and then being like all right i gotta prepare for the bog <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like it was almost rolling. like that's why we panic grab is to get rid of the bog. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Barsha panic grab. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bog if she's yeah. wicked. Yeah. Or I I didn't bog. I just I like rolled on it because I was like fuck. Like I was scared of the I was scared of the. Yeah. If you hit grab. it, if you went too quick, it was like boom. Yeah. I don't. I, I that's a good question actually because that's. I like I'm pretty passionate about the local community and a lot of young kids that ride around here and like i think we got a lot of good characters and and you know like there's some kids that show some promise uh i would like to see some of them get out more you know like we got a lot of calgary heroes that mm-hmm. just shred at calgary and you take them somewhere else and they maybe fall apart a little bit but yeah we were seeing quite a few local names showing up at like minios and yeah. loretta's and these things this year so yeah that's and pretty cool so there is a lot of kids doing that um, but, and if you like look at how long it took us to get to the levels that we were at, like it's a long, long bloody road. And I oh, see yeah. like some of the, some of the families, like they're rolling down to Cali or like the East coast for three, four or five. Like there's one local kid here that was in Texas for seven months. Really? And he's 14. Seven you sure months. you want to say that? I think the border agency's listening in on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was there yeah, for a long it. time, and and like I've talked to a few parents, and you know, like it, and it it goes back to a little bit with what we were talking about with like big picture, where it's like you zone in on the problem that day, the problem yeah. that week, mm-hmm. whereas it's like. Yeah, like even for myself, if I just known that I was like, man, like if if you just like focus on these few little things, you can have a nice long shot at this. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, like the, I I I just feel like from those young ages, even up to being like eighteen, like you can like really soak it in and enjoy it as a kid, and and don't be stressed out about making it making it pro by the time you're like 14 15 16 17 years old but yeah and it's not to say don't work hard you know mm-hmm. like you still have to oh. learn how to work hard yeah but in the same token i don't know learning how to enjoy it too is pretty special the fact that yeah. you I... get to go across the country or go to texas with your parents and go to california and all these different places it's pretty sweet you don't realize it till you're older yeah and yeah. you look back and you're like holy i, I mean, did a lot of cool shit i've even heard it out of like our own group of like people are like oh i'm sick of going to california and it's like yeah i know bizarre, people that man. would dream to go there yeah. yeah you know people buy houses there to go there every year because they love it and we're like ah, oh, we're sick of it it's yeah i mean shit my dog has been more places than <laughs> you're like half the people <laughs> yeah. i've been to yeah so i want I want your guys' opinion on this. Um, shit. Oh, no. Yeah. There's something deep. We're fading. Are we going in? <laughs> no, no. Um, oh, shit. I'm sorry, boys. 
I just black. I just zoned out. You literally. No, I, was, I, was, I was gonna say I was. I blacked out. <laughs> I mean, was it controversial or? No, no, just, not at all. Oh, okay. So you just literally. Yeah. No. I okay. So out. of those, you say there's. I wish there was like three things you could tell these kids to prolong their career. You kind of said like, enjoy the ride a little bit. What would be another thing? Well, actually, so sorry, it just came back to me. Sorry. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Yeah. Sorry. I just came it's back. In another me. dimension. So I've I've had this opinion and I'm curious what your guys' take on this is, but like you look at a lot of great champions, they weren't I guess like they were they were an outlier in a way where I see it's a lot of them came from places where it was difficult to ride. Like, you look at Villapoto, Dunge, like, even Dino. Like, a lot of of champions kind of started in a place where it was difficult to ride, and there was, like, always that, like, maybe, maybe there was always that hunger. It's just like, ah, like, all I want to do is ride, but I can't. Yeah, oh, and then when you get to ride, you're stoked, and you're just like, you're loving it. Because, like, when when is the last time you've seen a champion come out of California? It's been a while, right? Like, sure, like, yeah, like, like Ricky and Stu. Maybe Anderson and last Flo- one. Florida well, is, yeah, kind of the. Anderson's like, New Mexico, but I don't yeah. know how great the riding is in New Mexico. But, like, yeah, when's the last time? <laughs> but how, <laughs> how many, is is that not a reason why we feel disadvantaged, though? Because we only get to ride six months out of the year? Maybe, but then on on that same note is, like, why well uh, the argument with the mxgp guys is that like all they focus on is moto so that's why they're so good at moto but on another note like you see some of those guys pounding 40 minute motos in snow yeah just shit yeah well even when they're they're riding even they're riding lomo i don't think it's fun to go ride lomo (laughs) right it does not look fun but like so i feel that way where it's like there's there's like keeping that hunger for it whereas when you're when you're young and and yeah you're going to cali for four months as like a 13 year old and and you take that for granted and you don't really realize like how great that all is when is like for myself when i first went south i was like this is this is fucking sweet and then Mm -hmm. i cherished it Mm mm-hmm Every time I went, because I was like, I knew it was gonna be your last time. You thought- <laughs> yeah, 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 it could be my last year. Yeah, yeah, I guess right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But okay, and let me ask you a question. If you knew it was your last year going, would you do things differently though? Like, so the last time you went to California, you kind of knew that you were going going racing, so you're there for a reason. You're you're doing your job, right? But if it was your last time ever going, would you have would you have spent your time differently? Well, you know what's interesting is, yeah, because the last time I went, uh, we did kind of spend it differently. Like Sean and I went together, and I was kind of getting tired of like, like burritos. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting, I was well. I was getting tired of like fucking not like I, all I ever wanted was I just wanted to get on the box. I just wanted to do it once. And I was like, and I've just been this fucking guy nipping at the heels of everybody for so bloody long. Yeah. And but it's like 
all the work going into that hasn't really changed that much. It's been, it's just been the same process every year. And it's like, and so then I started looking at things like, oh, like what could maybe do different? And the one suggestion that I like, I don't know if you remember this, but I said to you, I was like, let's like, like a lot of riders go out and they do motos together, but they don't actually do motos together. Mm. And on the track at the same time. Yeah. On the track. And it's like, so you're like, you're pacing each other and like you're like a section away from each other yeah Yeah. and i was just like i was like let's ride together like let's like simulate a race like like a couple seconds go off a jump at the same time yeah Yeah. and dude like i think it helped a lot because we didn't do it every day because it was like it It started hairy yeah it started feeling like like (laughs) race situations but it was like instead of like focusing on like having that, like just that Zen ability to focus, there was like that added pressure of like, holy fuck, like Sean's like right there or yeah. holy shit, like I got to catch him. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like, uh, yeah, the psychology of having another motorcycle around you and in your area changes how you ride. Yeah. And knowing that you don't want to lose to him. It, yeah. well, especially yeah. if he's yeah. got a broken collarbone. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. 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 No, I, that actually was a good time. Yeah, and that was uh, that was literally like that year was supposed to be. I was like, this is it. Yeah. Like this is my last year that I'm going to pursue this. Yeah, and, I remember that. And decided to like actually, I was like, let's put the ego aside. Let's like get some fucking results out of this because I'm only here for a month and a half, and I want to leave here with everything I possibly can. Yeah, and I I think that was. I thought that was a great kind of tri- like See, session. That's kind of interesting that you, <clears throat> you know, you did it that way. That you said this this is my last shot at it. I better get a hundred percent out of it that I can. I think a lot of guys would go the other way. Ah, this is my last time at it. I'm gonna hit the beach a few more times. I'm gonna oh, we did know, that too. Do, so, do the beers, yeah. boobs, beach thing. You know, instead the thing of, is though. You know you can go back and do those things. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, that's true. Because if you're a champion, it might be even better. Exactly. Yeah. Or like if you you know go down there and you're like, okay, how do we suck the most amount out of this? And you do those things, and you're like, oh, you know, like I feel like I got a little more out of this. Yeah. It's like exciting, but I know that's how I was this year. Like I was like, I am all in. Yeah. Like let's go. Like when I left California, I was so tired and so beat that I knew I needed the month of May to kind of like let my fitness catch up. And I was like, yep, we're going to be banging going into the restaurants. And, but yeah, I knew it was like, yeah, I wanted to enjoy it and soak it in a little bit more. But in the same token, I was like, I can come down here and go to Disneyland, go to the beach and do all these other things for the following 10 years, you know, but I am going to moto my heart out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah or dude even like jared that year that you and i like the covid year oh yeah we fucking trained our asses off in the hills yeah and rode so much yeah and it's you know like it does break my heart a little bit that your year went the way that it did racing but mm-hmm. man like i think the both of us as riders improved so much and it was a little bit of that similar concept where like maybe my ego wasn't challenged as much because I was on a 450 and we were riding a shit ton of sand, but still it was like a little bit of that element where 
it's like let's put this shit aside and see what we can make of ourselves come come race season yeah and even when we got back we were motoing down getting busted by the cops and shit (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i wish that year we would just had a normal start to the year because i feel like I feel like it probably took the wind out of a lot of people's sails. Like, oh, the West's canceled. We don't even know for racing East Coast. Like, yeah. Oh, that year, I was so glad. I KO'd myself at club uh, in March, actually. End of March. Like, really bad. Like, uh, we were doing some testing. Came out of a corner, spun, ended up on my head, got up. Had no idea where I was. Literally no idea. And I'm like, oh, God. And uh, Reese, Phil's mechanic at the time, came over. He's like, hey, man, you good? And I'm like, I have no idea where the shop is here. What country am I in? Yeah, like, you're going to have to tell me where to go. And he goes, uh, okay, <laughs> that way. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. And I thought to myself, I got a race in, you know, a month. And then I thought, well, it worked okay in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you tell yourself, well, it worked in the past. But uh, that time was actually really bad. And I went home, didn't ride for a month. And then COVID happened, delayed the series. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal for me. Yeah. I was not in a good place. Yeah, those that are was, tough. That was like the one time Keelan and I got in a fight too because I didn't stop and see him. You know, there's more to that story than that, but. I was being a shitty friend and thought I could take on life on my own. And Keelan was calling me out for it. So, uh, you're just. It was a tough patch. Well, no, you're. After, after the crash, like, it's in your genetics. You felt like you're at a disadvantage and you had to yeah. ramp up the mind game. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take it to you're like, time fuck. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. You're just messaging all your competitors. Yeah, I was like, I don't want COVID. Give me COVID or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the big city. Uh, yeah, yeah, crazy times, man. That uh, God, that like, fuck, I can't believe you went to club twice. That was. If people knew what we lived in <laughs> that that winter, man. So just picture this: little cabins at club, you know, little bunks up above kitchen living room down below no, fuck that that we were in a shed dude we were in a shed <laughs> it was like an og one first one that oh, they yeah. built or something yeah. no like the owners like brandon brandon literally looked at club and he was like how can we pull in more revenue yeah. like fuck it let's go put a mattress in the shed i don't even feel like they were charging to stay in there they didn't tell us that <laughs> put us in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah we had a whole like there was mold everywhere we were dying. Well, felt like we were dying. We were stealing internet from the guy next door. <laughs> yeah. Who was that again? I can't remember his name. Jace Pennington. Yeah, yeah Jace yeah. Pennington. He got hurt. Keelan snuck into his cabin, stole his internet. From his <laughs> <laughs> we watched like four seasons of Ozark and ate cookies every time we could cope <laughs> with our disaster of a place we were staying in. Oh, dude. It was like yeah. one light. You know, yeah. wake up and Keelan thought he was going to die every day on his motorcycle with the shock problems and stuff. And, oh. Dude, and we had like fucking like probably three or four like air purifying machines. The whole time we left the door open all day long, all yeah. the time. <laughs> and then I would like, I would go and look at the filter on the back of the air purifier. Cause I was like, this thing's got to be clogged by now. Yeah. 
Like, oh. are the other ones we, nice or what? Is it? Oh, they, they're beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slowly renovated. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And then we were cooking on hot plates. Had this like mini fridge. Yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah. First year 450 Pro for me. We we're just in a shack. <laughs> Bought my first house, and we were just. I was just like, yeah, I need to save every ounce of money I could. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, and like, like Sean's always been a good cook, so like he'll whip up some elaborate meals, and I could see like he was he was ambitious to be like cooking on the hot plate, and I'm like, man, this guy's getting after it, and I was just like, fuck it, dude, let's just go, let's let's go to Chipotle. It's an hour hour and a half drive away, but let's go. go, We need to get out of the mold. (laughs) Like, there's fucking nothing to do there but ride dirt bikes. They still had a restaurant there that you could smoke in. Oh, really? Smoking section. Wow. I thought that was like federally illegal. Oh, I did too. And then we walked in. They're like, "Do you want the smoking section or the nonsense?" I'm like, "Well, you know, like it all blends together." Yeah, they, it literally all yeah. blend together. The guy's blowing his smoke the other way. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Your pancake and it's just covered in ash. Yeah, like, the facility there is so cool, but the living, like just the area and the living compared to California, was yeah, it was shitty. Yeah, and. Like, not to knock club, because, I mean, I had the opportunity with the team, and, and there's some good people to me on that program, but that's another point I've made with a few people is, like, when's the last time you seen a champion come out of club? Has there ever been? Never. Ever. Never. And you see these kids that are, like, we lived it, man. Kyle Peters. We were in a deep. Yeah, Peters is a champion. Five times. Yeah, yeah. I guess. That's so. yeah, a little different, but. But. Sure. I mean, like you see, like these parents are sending their kids to club for months and months and months on end, and there was no separation from dirt bikes. Like even on your day off, you yeah. heard dirt bikes running. Yeah, yeah. yeah, stop. Yeah, and and you just see some of these kids just walking around miserable. Yeah, just, just moping. So it's like a kind of the opposite of a California type where you got all the distraction in California. Yeah. Here yeah. there's no distraction but you don't get a break from it. Well, uh, we could share some stories of distractions coming over in the middle of the night. Uh-oh. Not Keelan and I, we were we were good, but sure. let's blow some people sure. up. You know, what was it, Blair? Blair had a couple ladies over. Oh yeah. At yeah. one point they were sharing them. Yeah. It, Got a little, yeah. A little it was good stories. Yeah. Got a little swapped Really out. good stories. They're, they're, yeah. they're picking up some thick honeys from Bojangles down the road. <laughs> Bojangles. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Blair would be like, yeah, yeah. Picked up this hot one from Bojangles, oh. and you'd like, you'd like show you these chicks, and you'd look at them, and you'd be like, like, okay, for like South Carolina, they <laughs> they'd be like an eight, and you'd, you'd like look at this chicken, Callie, you'd be like. <laughs> Like, well, when when you're haven't seen a woman in seven months because you're still <laughs> to track the entire time. <laughs> so, yeah, that is true. There was the there's there was this there was this local legend or this like there's this uh or like this mythical tale of this one kid at club, and they called him Clay Pile Cam. <laughs> he was Canadian. <laughs> well, Come on, we don't want to like. Well, if you're gonna say his name, yeah, like, well, said it. well, yeah, we don't want the poor kid to like. Well, you're there. Yeah. You're there now. Uh, well, he's not Canadian. 
<laughs> We're gonna I never back. actually met him. <laughs> Clay Pyle. <laughs> so, and, and this is a little bit. Yeah, you don't see women there. Like, <laughs> where are we going with that? That's a pretty personal like, story. Yeah, well, <laughs> Clay Pyle doesn't deserve this to be shared. Yeah, well, podcast. yeah, we can't go past Clay. You, it's you, a personal <laughs> story. <laughs> you might as well just gave his address. So no. <laughs> he's a nice kid, I think. <laughs> I I honestly never met him. So it's well, yeah. Do you well, wish you would have gone there and rode some Supercross or something? What? A, yeah. What about your Jared, did you ever race Supercross? Never. Ride it? Nope. I rode it quite a bit when I was uh, with living with Dean. He was like, at the A class year, he was just riding quite a bit of Supercross at Bobby Hewitt's place. Okay. So I'd hop on the Supercross track once in a while. It was fun. I enjoyed it. But, mm-hmm. man, I feel like it's such a commitment. Especially yeah. when, if you're going to go to California, it's like, what is it, like 150 bucks a day to ride? You got to yeah. get Supercross suspension. You got to, it's just such a big endeavor. Well, what was that, like what was that like for you because we're kind of you know or at least i'm sort of not really blowing out the the people that send their kids down to train for months on end but like you were in texas for a long time at a uh, young age yeah like, for a month you went to texas yeah because I, I just went with dean to texas huh. went with the family because he was yeah staying at bobby hewitt's place we lived in like a little uh loft on top of the garage it's kind of cool. cool yeah it was cool what was that like for you like because you kind of lived that you yeah know, like you, um, that you, that grind as a young racer it was tough for me because i was with a lot of really good dudes like malcolm stewart and bogle and all these guys like man it's pretty like i was just getting on a big bike too and i was just like I, it was pretty i wouldn't say humbling but demoralizing at times it's like man i'm just this stupid kid or to canada yeah it was yeah i think that yeah. was it was tough like that would be tough but i remember you showed me videos every time dean would come come up and pass you on a track or something he would just run you right off the track oh, yeah, he was not or, scared yeah <laughs> he just like bully you oh yeah. he, he would just like screw around with me and like blow yeah, like go he'd go inside and just blow me off the track then throw a <laughs> knack knack off the next jump <laughs> jeez no yeah, it was fun though would Wild. you have done it differently uh, yeah, I think I would have liked to get my confidence up a bit more. I think it just kind of crushed my confidence for a while. What about coming back to Canada, though? Uh, yeah, it probably helped me because I, I did pretty well when I was, like, whenever I came back. I always did good at West Can. Had a couple good runs at Walton. Bronze boot guy. Bronze boot guy. Um, yeah, I had good results even as an intermediate in the pro class. So, I don't know. I think it probably helped me a lot. It just wasn't that fun for me. fun it, were you there like by yourself not like you were there with dean and whatnot just but, like dean no family uh jackie was there his mom oh and you, he and he would come and go but did you finish your high school did i yeah that's a personal question <laughs> that's very personal uh kind of not really i that's a weird answer. well i didn't get i <laughs> well i would have graduated but i didn't get enough credits okay uh, I didn't, I missed, cause I didn't have, I had math 24, which apparently doesn't qualify you for a diploma. Okay. Oh. So I got a equivalency or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. Still never seen that thing actually. Didn't make a difference today though. No, I didn't. Well, I, I honestly, I would have, I, I basically worked, I got most of my credits in school from working in an apprenticeship. Yeah. Huh. I got like 40 credits 
from apprenticeship work experience yeah. or whatever i yeah. would have just probably because at that nowadays you need a diploma to go for an apprenticeship back when i went you didn't you only need grade nine yeah you didn't need shit so yeah. i would have just not even gone like why yeah. would i even go yeah mm. they almost encouraged it yeah it was like yeah, yeah come do this they yeah like yeah care. they incentivized it yeah it's like come come work we need you <laughs> I think, think I think it's honestly going to go back that way now too. You though. think so? Well, well the need... trades are so short of people. Yeah, that no one wants to do dirty jobs, right? Everybody's yeah. gone to college or university for a degree, and they're fucking sitting in their mom's basement jerking off because there's no jobs for them. And they spent like yeah. their however many thousand dollars in student debt, and yeah. then they they're at a job making twenty bucks an hour. Like yeah. Yeah. when you could make good money in a trade. Yeah, like, you get you get your journeyman. You yeah. could be making like thirty bucks an hour pretty easy. Those were the days, though, eh? Jerking off in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm glad that's what you took out of that. <laughs> uh, it just brought me back. Like, those were good days. Those were good better times. than sitting in a moldy cabin yeah. or what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, moldy cabins. Yeah. Scarring. No, I would not whip my pecker out in that place. <laughs> <laughs> that thing not up. even from the the girls down the street you, no. you wouldn't whip them over that no was, he's, the whole uh, whole bloody place was fucking moldy man i remember like keelan was in such a negative mood he's like, Damn, just... <laughs> and then i was i was just mr positive because i was like i don't know what else i'm gonna do right so i mean no man it's not that bad Everything's fine. Everything's great. And it's like two months there. It's like your eyes are stuck together. <laughs> oh, so everything's great. <laughs> Can't see straight. Not sleeping. So everything's fine. We're fine. It's good. That uh, yeah. Fuck. I was naked. We had our we had our like chairs out front. We just sit there and drink coffee. The kids would come us tell stories from the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. That was a wild time. But like, man, like, look at us now. Yeah, that's uh, uh, like, that goes back to like the just like focusing on the problem in that moment. Mm -hmm. But like, when I look back on that, like, yeah, God, I was probably like so miserable to be around <laughs> and like fucking <laughs> hating life being there and just the situation. But when I look back on them, like that was still so cool. Yeah. Like just to be like, yeah, fucking. Went to South Carolina, trained for a winter, and... You got to work with Skip. Got to... I That's actually sweet. talked about him the other day. Dude, Skip is cool. Yeah. And I was like, that was... Yeah. That was... Actually, somebody asked me, he was like, what's one of the most... Or the coolest people you've met? And I was like, S Skip Norfolk. Yeah. And I was like, that that was really cool. To like meet one of the pinnacle guys that had like yeah. all these stories. <clears throat> and... But yeah, Such like... Such good stories. But during that time, God... Jeez. Like I'm embarrassed for myself. Here's a question. Have you heard from Osby? No. Where's Osby? I think he's doing he's working he's family water business. Guy? Water filtration. Well, like where did he go? He was taking uh Marty out in Supercross on the first corner there in his first race. And then he had a couple decent years and then he was gone. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That was a that was another guy. I think he just got sucked into the club syndrome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like so fast. It's so insane. fast. Even when he came up here, it was like, oh. 
Yeah. So Dylan killed him. To you, what's the ideal strategy then? Because if guys are getting sucked into a club syndrome or sucked into the California life or this or that, does does a guy got to spend a year at club, a year in Texas, a year in California, a year in Colorado to get the full spectrum? I don't know, man. But that was my so my other point to like the like you see champions come from places where it's like the hunger is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you also see it from guys where they come from places where there's like minimal distraction. And that's why I wonder is like, like, is it, it's going to be really difficult for a kid out of Calgary to make it. But then I look at like guys like us, like, like Jared, like you grew up, out in the sticks, Sean sorta in the sticks, myself in the sticks. We There's all had no sticks. <laughs> <laughs> the tumbleweed. Okay. Yeah. Wheat. Out in the grass. Wheat, wheat and canola. Out in the grain. Yeah. Um but that was like like man, uh like once I fell in love with dirt biking, that's all I wanted to do and I had the opportunity to do it whenever I wanted. And that's like made me a bit of an outlier as I was fortunate enough to have a track to ride and mm-hmm. Jared, like same as yourself mm-hmm. and, and Sean, you lived close to the track and Swift. Yeah. And sounds like you had even like your own little tracks to go and ride, but it was like just not a lot of distraction. Mm-hmm. How many times did you guys ride by yourself? A bajillion times. Oh, yeah. A Dude, lot. So many times. Like, and cell phones, you had a flip phone you know mm-hmm. maybe the amount of times i rode by myself and i ate shit one time and luckily two guys showed up at the track at that moment <laughs> and picked me up off the ground but i was like oh, <laughs> holy hell man it's crazy when you actually look yeah. back at it you're like yeah. man i remember having some close ones and i'm like man i should dial it back here yeah, yeah. Uh, it's such a weird yeah feeling. even i did that as like a 13 year old i'd get home off the school bus and my parents weren't home i'm like oh i'll go yeah. do some motos yeah yeah man you know what's even wild too is like that never died in me because even when i was a pro and like and i struggled to find people to ride with i was just like fuck it i gotta ride yeah and i would like i would go and ride by myself in the but fuck no. yeah like out at wipress yeah, and, and then and then people would be like what the fuck is wrong with you and in my head i'm just like like what do you mean like like yeah. i'll be all right like, well as soon as you start to think like that too that's kind of when yeah. shit happens it's but, true but then when you pull yourself out of it it's like yeah all right yeah, but, that, but my response to somebody actually response to uh my girlfriend at the time i was like i was like well i mean like if i die i die <laughs> And she's like, what? <laughs> you're, you're an idiot. It's like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm, like I don't know what else he's supposed to say. Yeah, I'm like, if I die, I die. Well, I mean, think about it even if, true. if you're out in Wipress and you're with one other buddy and you fucking break your back. Like, it's not like you're getting out of there that quick anyway. No, yeah. no. You're going to be laying there for hours anyways. You know, like, my one thing that I leaned on was Garmin has a feature where you can yeah. send a, a text message, but I still haven't figured out how to use it yet. And it works yeah. great, when, especially when you have no service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just never thought about it, though. You're like, no, I'll be fine. Yeah. I haven't crashed before, so why would I? Yeah. 
And we're all like, you're not here now. thinking about crashing. No, period, you never would. Right? You're just. But when you look back on yeah. it, you're like that is sketchy. It is. Yeah. yeah, especially some of those tracks, like out in the boonies, they're they can get hairy. You can clip yeah. a tree oh, yeah. pretty easy or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it's like we're talking about that Chris Williamson and Hormozy podcast, mm-hmm. and Hormozy was talking about like perfectionists and how they're just like so like like they're like a border collie like trying to chase a ball and that's all you think about and to somebody else they're like you're crazy man like what the fuck's wrong with you and to you you're like no like this makes sense i gotta do abc to get to d like Mm -hmm. it's pretty normal yeah i I think everyone has it in their own ways right yeah yeah do you apply that to what you're doing moving forward like being a perfectionist you mean well just that mindset of being like yeah i'll do do whatever i need to do yeah like have you found that same passion in what you're doing now oh yeah always because there's always some shit that you're like how the hell are we gonna figure this out but there's always a way to do it it's just like i don't know i guess you got to do whatever you got to do to get it done yeah but yeah i'm like i'm looking for that right now (laughs) i just gotta go yes gotta gotta go go, man man. we were on the phone the other day and (laughs) And he's like, hey man, like, what's going on? Like, like, how you doing? And I'm like, ah, I'm all right. Like, how are you? And, and we're chit chatting. He's like, yeah, like, I think I want to get back into the gym. Like, I got the itch. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, kind of sounded like a procrastinator. And I'm like, I just like, I don't know. I need something. I need something that's just like, like a fire under my belly. I like, I want to go. I gotta go. Go run a marathon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking for it. He wants to ride a bicycle from here to Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Bike trip. Wouldn't be. A, how long do you think that would take? Uh, what, 1,200K? It's all downhill, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 90% of it. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, hey, like, the, the math adds up. It's what, basically downhill. Once you get past Rogers Pass. I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. 4,000 feet here. Yeah. You know, you're zero, going to zero. 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 Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> what did we figure? Nine days? I thought less than that. Yeah. If yeah. you were going to be Old drilled. Lance over here is going to do it in six days. <laughs> oh, my God. So, six days? What is <laughs> Did you look up how many kilometers? I think it's 1,200K, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you'd have to, if you're going to do it in six days, you got to average oh, dude, I 200K a day at least. Or I can no, do it. Yeah. I'm going to do See, That's now the fire's there. We got to do it. 200K a day. Dude. What? I, you're not going to enjoy it. You just <laughs> talked about how these kids need to slow down and enjoy the process. <laughs> and you're going to cycle there as fast as you can. Like Lance, but yeah, it, just so take your head down. I'm a I'm a border collie with a ball, baby. <laughs> are, are you doing this the Todd Sewell way, where you're taking a tent with you and you're sleeping on the side of the road, or are you stopping in cities for a hotel and a a, a bed to sleep in? Well, you know, a part of yeah, me just kind of wants to wing it. Like I just want to like buy a tent when he gets. Keep, <laughs> keep your phone on because he's gonna be calling you. Yeah, he's gonna get halfway. <laughs> he's gonna get between <laughs> Banff and Lake Louise and be like, "Holy fuck, I'm screwed." Oh yeah, I'll get to Banff for real. Bring me a Gatorade. Yeah, I get to Banff for real. I really windy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going, going all the way to Vancouver. My spandex. He's that guy at Banff, just whipping (laughs) fucking tubes in the ditch. God, (laughs) what a story though, eh? Yeah. Are you gonna do it in the winter? No, I don't know. No, no, no. no. Are you actually gonna do this? I feel like I should now. 
But if no, you, I want to enjoy it. So if then, you yeah. do it in six yeah. days, I feel like I need to. How many donations would it take to get you to do it? For real, donations? Zero. Zero. Okay, Zero. so he you're just committed. Wants to go. You're in then. Yeah. Would you do it by yourself, or do you need someone? Ooh, I think I would really enjoy it by myself. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, you? Could put Tate in the the behind thing. You That's can, true. He can go with you. Yeah. Yeah. So take he him off our hands for a days. few days. Yeah. What if it like fuck? I don't want him to die. Are you going to oh, fly right. back or what are you going to do? I'm going to fly back. <laughs> sell your bike at the airport? <laughs> Put it on buy and sell? Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the bike. Selling the bike will be the, the plane ticket. I think yeah. we should actually come up with a plan about this and then give you certain like stipulations that you have to stick to along the route. Hmm. Like you have to sell your bike at the airport <laughs> when you get there and all your gear, like you straight yeah. down to spandex. Okay. Well, see, you know, like we're talking about this too. Is like, like we're we're talking about uh, Brad. Like, I feel like I, I need like a like 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 a Brad experience where it's just like okay. you know what, like I don't know how we're gonna do this, but let's just like take it. the take the first step. We're gonna go build a or make a fucking movie out in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blair Witch. Maybe you need to make a movie, man. I, I don't even know where the movie is. <laughs> Never have you ever seen it i haven't seen the movie i haven't either never seen it it's kind of a weird deal yeah. fun trip though oh. yeah we had good trips with brad yeah we did i don't got no bad beef with brad too i want brad to know that yeah. is brad listening <laughs> I, Brad's listening. I think he listens. maybe not right now but i think he'll listen uh, we, we can get the word out to him if you really want i think he listens Brad and I just kind of went our separate ways, I think, for our own different reasons. That's fine. He's a good dude, though. Ambitious. Lived oh, life yeah. hard. I like that about him. I wonder mm -hmm. if he still does. He also taught me a lot of cool things. So, But he also was kind of a lunatic as well. That's what I liked about him. He was a loose cannon. Yeah, like it, it was just like... Like, I loved his mentality where, like, I'm a, I'm a serious overthinker. <laughs> And no he kidding. and he's not, man. And I was just like, how does this guy just say like like he just wakes up and he's just like doesn't know where he's gonna end up that next night. Yeah. And I I wake up and I'm like, I need a fucking plan. I'm gonna have bullet points. Okay, so you're not doing the bike ride on a just wing it thing then. No, I th <laughs> this, this this is old this is old feeling. I still overthink, but not as much. Oh. He wants to break out of his shell. Yeah. I, I think you need to think about this bike ride a little more. I don't more. think so, man. This is <laughs> yeah. good for him. Are you taking the CCM? The silver CCM? <laughs> I think I still have it. <laughs> you have. That's a Dude, stipulation. You have yeah, to take that's that. That's a stipulation. No, he has to ride the mini Hoffmaster all the way out there. <laughs> Dude, you guys, you want to know? I actually did have this idea. I thought this would be fun. All his buddies. And I actually like that you guys are on board with the stipulations because... I thought this would be sick to do the, like a trip like that with buddies, but you had to buy a bike under like 500 yeah. bucks yeah. off of Kijiji. Yeah. That's Even 500 is pretty steep for a... I don't know. If you, if you want to make it real good, you ask, put a, a real budget ask, on it. Get, yeah, you have to get a bike from Todd Sewell. That's terrible. It has to be three different bikes meshed yeah. together. That he found in a dumpster. One he found in yeah. a dumpster. One was in an alley. Yeah. The other one he found at the local Ogden whatever hey, swap and did trade. Did you see his last bike there, the big tall one? 
Yeah, you yeah. You have to ride that out to Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's not going to make it over the first curb. Okay, <laughs> okay. Honest, let's, I want to ask, because now that we were joking around about this, not that we're joking around, I think you should do this, but looking into the next three to five years, um, what are some big goals that you want to achieve? I, I'm looking. I'm looking. Like just like, rattle one off. Of you're me. like one of those reserve dogs right now. Yeah, I'm looking, man. This is, this is my this is my first intention at the first ceremony. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, my 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 intention. Are we allowed the, to talk about that? We could, we could. I think we have to be careful. We might yeah, have to save fair. that for part two. That's yeah. actually fair. That's a careful situation. Oh, I've the experience, yes, but the yeah, ins and the, outs. Yeah, the yeah. ins and outs. Yeah. My intention at the first ceremony was I have all this energy that's looking for a home. And that mm. home I had was dirt biking. And it's yeah. like, mm. that's not so much the home anymore. And it's looking for like a new home, a new outlet. So it's that the dirt biking is like that shed at club. You're looking yes. for a new place. It's moldy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new shed. <laughs> it's just, it, oh. it's, it's. It's a good analogy. Yeah, well, that was my intention. Was like, I feel like I have all this passion and this energy and this fire that's just like looking for an outlet, and and it's like I'm kind of like letting letting dirt bikes. Do you have a, a like a a wish? Yeah, like give us a. Wild I wish dream. my life looked like this. Like, get wild with us. Like, I wish I was a social media porn star. You know, <laughs> on lonely fans or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to be in your mom's basement jerking off? Like you said, you, can you do that like too. you liked that a lot. <laughs> a lot of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you know, like he's thinking about it. Well, no, one thing I do actually think about a lot is I really enjoy this. Like yeah. I really, really enjoy talking to people with a story. Mm-hmm. Like. Like I and I would love to get to know more people in other other avenues of like overcoming great things. That was kind of like that's 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 a little bit of like our slogan (laughs) that we're even though like we're kind of just talking to dirt bike people. Our slogan was we're talking to people that are just hell-bent on living a like a crazy life mm-hmm. a good life mm-hmm. like and i really really enjoy like talking to people with a story and i believe everyone everyone has one mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and and I, I would yeah i'd love to get to know more athletes understand them the trials and tribulations they had to go through like i always i did think like i I think about it a lot and there's a part of me that would let, like to be a sports psychologist and I like, I like, I, like I, I love helping athletes or like the younger generation around here on dirt bikes. And, and there's a part of me that would be like, man, it would be really cool to work with like some world-class athletes mm-hmm. and just help them get to where they want to go and achieve yeah. their goals. Yeah. I don't know, but it's, I don't know. When you're in your current situation, it's like something like that. You're like, ah, like bridging that gap and making those yeah, yeah. steps. It's it's foggy. It's foggy. So. Yeah, it's foggy, but it's there. But if it's in the maybe distance. you take that first step and it 
those couple steps start rolling and you get there or it takes you somewhere else just like the last thing did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, even like you look at this, like Sean, Sean was like, yeah, you know, I was skeptical about you guys, but <laughs> you're here we are, 35 <laughs> episodes. And it's like, it's nothing to really like write home about if we're comparing ourselves, but you know, we, we started a podcast and we have a following yeah. and like there's people that are going to listen to this. And so it's like, it's a step. Thanks, mom. (laughs) (laughs) For the views. Yeah. I don't know. What's that question for you? For me? Yeah. Uh, I want to own a helicopter business. There we go. Yeah. I want to have be sponsoring a helicopter. Yes. Sponsoring Al Dixon. Yeah, look at you. You're a sky racing athlete. Oh, yeah. Once upon a time. No, uh, that's that's my main goal. I would say moving forward, that's my big pipe dream. Um, I'm gonna take my commercial license here and mm-hmm. in, in the spring, go chase that a little bit and kind of big picture. I'm like, that's that's kind of my fog. Is like, I want to get there. I want to own a couple helicopters. Um, why? Why? Yeah. Because the times I've been in them, it reminds me of a motorcycle. Oh. oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like every time I've gone to one. So, um, <clears throat> the Cowie eighty-five kid that was on uh, Walton this year, mm-hmm. little guy, his dad actually owns a helicopter business. I am blanking on his name right now, and I feel so bad about that. But um, he has his base like fifteen minutes from Walton, and like flew in a jet ranger oh, at the yeah. end of the day for me to jump in and stuff oh and that's sick yeah so one of his guys took me up and i got to fly that around and he's like yeah just kind of ran me through all the controls and stuff and i had been in them before that but he kind of let me fly it and then also showed me what they were capable of mm-hmm. and i was shocked i was like oh. <laughs> it was like full of a, it was like an adrenaline rush in a sense um but in the same token like so calculated like mm-hmm. everything is calculated and you just learn how to do it. So yeah, I mean that that's a big one is almost filling that void of the high you get riding motorcycles and then it's like how do you move forward with that yeah. a little bit too? Mm-hmm. Um and for me in the off seasons I've always typically in the last 5 years I've always tried to get a job because I knew that this would come to an end. So I was like, okay, like <laughs> what are the things that I think I want to do in my life? Um, so I went and worked in the bush for a little bit in Kamloops and ran a rock truck. Like that is terrible. I hated that. <laughs> uh, running a hoe is pretty fun. I did that for a little bit. A grader was a terrible job. Worked night shift on one of those. Um, and then uh, two years ago I did a bunch of construction stuff, did some renovations and I actually really like that stuff. And uh, I've been helping my family out with that a little bit right now. Um, but it was just so hard on the body. It's like lifting drywall and tiling and stuff. And my body's already shot from yeah. 15 years of racing <laughs> yeah. motorcycles. So I'm like, man, what, when, when I looked at the helicopter stuff, uh, my grandpa always wanted me to be a pilot when I was younger. And so it's always kind of been in the back of my head. I was like, I really want to pursue this. And I was going to get my PPL just for Cessnas and stuff. And, and then once I got introduced to more of the, uh, helicopter side of things, I was like, man, I, I really want to do this because it scares the living shit out of me. I have no idea if I'm smart enough to get through school or if I'm even capable of doing it. And I think that's the side of it that I kind of love. I love the 
not knowing whether I can do it or not. And there's, there's a potential that I'm going to fail at it and, and, uh, it's not going to go very well. So <laughs> everything else, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I tried the construction stuff. I, I enjoyed it a little bit, but, um, yeah, just, I don't know. It scares the shit out of me and kind of looking for that moving forward. That's kind of cool. Like how you relate it to the bike where mm-hmm. it's just like on a bike, it's you're in control, but the more you push it, it's almost like there's a lot of things out of your control. Totally. And uh, I'm not going to comment on the risks of helicopters, but for, well, there is a risk. But like for us riding motorcycles, like I'm sure we can understand like why there's that attraction there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a weird one, right? Because logically you look at it and you're like, why are we doing this? We're going to risk our life for whatever couple thousand bucks a weekend maybe mm-hmm. if we win yeah when you logically look at it it makes zero sense but i don't know you just fall in love with stuff like that yeah. and you like fall in love with like that mixture of man and machine doing things yeah that's kind of helicopters got that for me that's what i love about our sport is the man and machine it's yeah the perfect combo such a cool mixture yeah you know yeah yeah it's so cool yeah especially when you're when you're jiving yeah, it's the best thing ever. Well, like you said, a guy can show up on a privateer effort and whole shot the 450 class lead some yeah. laps or, you know, there's there's a lot to our sport that I don't think people understand from the outside that you just wouldn't know without doing it. No, there's so, no way to know. Yeah. 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 Like how many people still think they watch Supercross and like, oh, yeah, it looks, yeah, they just like sit there. Oh, and that looks like fun. Twist the throttle and yeah, it looks all right. Yeah. It's like helicopters. That shit don't make sense. No. No, it doesn't. None of it makes sense. I think you'd fucking go be a lawyer or something. It makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no jabs. (laughs) Okay, Jared, on to you. On to me? Oh, man. I don't know. What are the dreams? What are my dreams? Like, we got the dads over here. Hopes and aspirations. Yeah. I just wanted to be a loving father and... (laughs) What's that experience like? You guys need to share that with us guys that haven't. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of just like a blur. It just kind of like yeah. one day you're home with just <laughs> you and your wife, and the next day you come home and there's an infant, and you're like, I guess we got to figure out how to take care of this thing. <laughs> but I guess it's kind of like one of those things. Where you just you got to figure it out. You don't really have a choice but to figure it out. So it's yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess for my dreams, it's hard to say. Um. Yeah, because I will, I just, I quit my job, like, what was, I don't know, seven months ago or whatever, and I had no clue what I was doing, and that was, like, mm-hmm. I, I struggled with that. It was, like, it was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done, because I'm, like, what? I don't even know, like, I'm yeah. done dirt biking. I just quit my job I've been at for 14 years or whatever. It's, like, I don't, like, I kind of, like, had a bit of an identity crisis, totally but now like i've got a new job been there for like three months or whatever and man i'm just like even me and dom were talking last night it's like man that was the best thing i ever did yeah i had to get out of there like i'm really starting to find where i might like, find my place at this new job and i'm really enjoying it and i feel like i'm becoming like one of the guys that like not just the new guy anymore mm-hmm. so it's kind of i don't know i just i would like to keep working my way up there and i don't know just enjoy mm-hmm. life you're doing it is there any is there any like late night burning desires aside yeah. from that? That's what. Like, 
That's a good answer, but give us the juicy one that doesn't make sense. That Dom will be like, what? <laughs> well, I still think about riding my bike across Canada. I still think you about do, it. You eh? do, Yeah, I still yeah. think about it. It gets harder, obviously, when you have kids, but I feel like at some point I'll do it. You want to come to Vancouver and your Sandys? We, we could do Vancouver. That, Vancouver. that could be a warm Where does that come from? Because, like, both of you, I, uh, I mean, I've never really thought about it. And even when you guys bring it up, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But clearly, you've wanted to do it. I, I don't, it's just one of those crazy. It's kind of like you with the helicopter thing. It's like yeah. I could. I don't know if I can do this, but I'm gonna. Yeah, you might be in a ditch it, in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Well, it probably will be at some point. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It's just one of those challenges, right? Like that's, I've all that one thing I've loved about racing the most is like all the work that goes i like almost more than the racing i always enjoyed <sighs> the work that goes into it and like the challenge and the unknown yeah uh i think I, that was probably the thing i enjoyed the most about going i always got so excited for like the preseason we get to go to california i'm just like i get to put everything into this thing those were the best times yeah yeah i agree you know what it is for me is is it's it's almost it's like dirt biking. It's like touring in the backcountry. It's it's like being in the gym, and it's anything like that where it's removing that distraction, and it's it's like this. It's therapeutic. Yeah. And and I'll like the idea of just like biking to Vancouver. I'll also relate it in a way where. Um. That's what I love about like truck driving, and the one thing I do appreciate about my family's business is, uh, is like, you see some cool stuff, and the unfortunate part is when you're when you're trucking, it's like you don't ever really stop mm-hmm. to like savor it. Yeah, and the idea of like biking to Vancouver and and like sleeping in a tent or something along the way. That's what I'm telling you to do in like 14 days, not. Sick. We got to do this in like I got to work. I got we. <laughs> oh, we got to yeah, yeah, pick like, a long weekend. Buddy, a long yeah, weekend crank her out. <laughs> we're okay, okay. We're we're not living off a of race salary. Like, Randy, <laughs> Randy needs me back. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm kind of listening to you guys talk and go back to earlier in the show when we were talking about the, the factory day program and like not not knowing anything in the in the sport as a young kid, right? I yeah. feel like. This is where we're at in life now is where these young kids who don't know anything about regular life, where are we going? What are we doing? What are the dreams and aspirations? Somebody, we just don't know. There's something out there that would grab your attention, surely, right? Yeah. But we kind of don't, you don't know yet till you know. That's actually, that's a perfect point. It's like. It's almost like you're reborn in a sense because you chase something for so long and then you kind of put it to a close and it's like, man, it's like you're shed. It's like you're shedding that layer and you're, you're just like, you're like little Tate up in the bathtub, wadding around, not knowing what, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. The identity thing. I really, I'm sunk into that right now. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can totally see. You know, where you're like, okay this this is over because i'm choosing for it to be over but it's like you know trying to figure out you're like oh well like who am i Mm -hmm. because i identified as this tough guy that rode a motorcycle (laughs) for so long and it's like well i can't uh, i'm not gonna 
use that moving forward you know that doesn't work very good in my tinder profile <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you're 31 x pro motocross racer you know yeah, yeah. and so, like and what is it about what is it about us racers that feel like our identity has to be linked to something we do instead of something we are well i think that for a lot of people your self-esteem is based on your results on the weekend yeah Fair. yeah totally fair enough because it's measurable yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> but it's like it's like you said about quitting your job it's like the scariest thing but then like you get through it and you make these steps and then you move on and then you're like yeah that was the best thing i ever did yeah it's hard to see that yeah. in the moment you're like man i could just be a but you know yeah. you need to do it right yeah, like you, you know just... you're like i need to do this it's like I can't see through the fog, but I know I need to do it. You can't see through the fog while you're still living the thing. That's what I found for myself anyway. Like I didn't, I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I had no idea what next direction I needed to go. I just needed to just quit and get out of there. Even if it meant I was unemployed for a bit. I'm just like, I just need to see clearly and, you know. Well, you know what's wild too is that like as humans, we're just, we're so like driven to just be better, improve. And and it's like, and it's a, it's so fascinating, like why that's so genetic mm-hmm. and ancestral, I guess. And uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. I would argue that there's a huge, vast majority of the population that is not. <laughs> you got a good point. <laughs> wired <laughs> in the way of improving and doing better. You got a point. They are totally satisfied to sit and do fucking nothing. Well, that's yeah. just that's just and in of... fact are looking for a reason to do nothing. That's just lack of. Uh, maybe experiences of different things I think. but don't maybe. you think they're like sitting there on the couch and they're fat no. and they're like no, no. they're like they're not thinking no about they'd it. rather eat a cheeseburger and just go to sleep you don't think so you no. don't think they're no, like i don't know you they've don't never think, experienced no. anything That's yeah the but, problem right? well no like i i agree with that it's like they're 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 they are a reason for their problems but you don't think they're sitting there being like you know like i want a new car or fuck i want to like shed this 300 pounds that i'm carrying around i don't think so because then they fucking do or some of them at least do it right like but some people do i guess but that's the thing is like they they maybe they feel like they have no control over it but my point is is that they want they want that to be better they just don't know what that first step is i want to i want to be on your side with it but like i just i when you see the things that people do and like the repetition of not improving like i'm sure you see it at work every day with the guy who gets told the same fucking thing every day that's super simple like and he can't figure out why he can't get a raise yeah we we have a guy that lives at the shop (laughs) so like where where is that guy saying well i can i i don't know okay i I get i i want to i wish i maybe i'm just a pessimistic or something but i wish everybody had that gene of like Oh, yeah. this can be a little better. This could be a little, you know, but so many people are just satisfied with that. Ah, good enough. I think, I think Keelan's right. I think, but I don't think they, re- they don't know how to like <clears throat> compute that in their head. And that just shows up in depression and whatever, like yeah. food problems and whatever else. They just don't know yeah. that they're like, they're, they should, they're, that they have a deeper calling of something that they, they probably deeply do want to do they just don't know it well that's like i i I do agree with chris where it's like it's it it is seeming that like people are just totally content but i i do believe that it's like that there are people 
that just like they're sick of their situation. Oh yeah, but they there. but they don't they don't know it's or only, don't even don't even want to ask the questions of how to get out of their situation. Well, and part of the problem is it's so damn expensive to live. Like they kind of need this shitty job or whatever. Yeah, for the time being. But do you guys find so? I mean, we're all very like-minded. We're all racist, yeah. right? Yeah. We've all done it at a fairly high level. Um, like, I, I find it hard in my situation right now. I mean, I sold my houses, moved back home, and just, like, seeing people that I grew up with, I can't relate to them. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to have conversations with them. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Know? you. But I can sit down on a couch with you guys that I haven't really seen in months and years. And um, it's like, no problem. We can yeah. sit down, we can chat. We're very like-minded in a lot of ways. And obviously we've had great experiences together, but sometimes I sit with people and I'm baffled. Yeah, I, just, I don't even know. I don't even know how they get through a day. Or I'm just like, what do you guys think about? And then you try to challenge yeah. them on thoughts. And uh, Well, uh, I don't know. Keeping up with the Kardashians was on last night or whatever. I don't yeah. even know. Like, yeah, just uh, stuff I, like that. It's just like weird to me. Yeah. yeah. And then you feel like an outlier and you're like, well, maybe I should watch the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do? And you're like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think yeah. anybody should watch that. I no. mean, I've gone to a, a whirlwind experience this fall. I've, I've watched some TV shows that I'm not proud of. <laughs> you, know? you know what? It's okay to watch some of that stuff if like you just turn yeah i'm not saying don't ever watch tv or whatever fuck these people that live their lives by those shows you're like yeah that's all they talk about they don't live that way it's all made up in some way or another yeah man i don't know i don't want to get into it because it's kind of a rant eh? (laughs) (laughs) it's like social media and reality tv right now are two things that i'm like i don't know if this is so great for society but i think you know what i think all of us too like especially Jared, with you being friends with Dino, you you see what Dino puts on social media, and you're like, that guy has a shit ton of followers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you know his personal life. Yeah. Things aren't as pretty as people think. They mm-hmm. never are. No. no. It's just, especially when you're in a situation like his, where you can't, you kind of, well, he does get kind of real sometimes, but. Yeah, it's still hard. But it's still, yeah, it, yeah it's a facade kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, how. Part. How can you do it other, any other way on social media? It's kind yeah. of, in, how do you even... Well, you know, I'm sure a guy like that's going through some sort of identity crisis or totally. two because he was at one point, like, championship level contender. Yeah. Didn't make and the now it's like, he, yeah. he's, you know, happy to get 10th through 15th. Well, maybe not happy, but satisfied with 10th through 15th sort of deal. Yeah. Like, And he's still an amazing rider. Oh, incredible. Oh, All, yeah. uh, honestly, any of those guys All are, the whole 20 rider crews. Yeah. Crazy. crazy, yeah. Yeah, Some of them all have 250 championships. Yeah, well, yeah. like, like what, three quarters six, of them. Yeah, 16, 17 of them. Yeah, yeah, and I guarantee we could talk to five of them right now that would be like, I'm a piece of shit. I can't ride a motorcycle. Literally, yeah. they'd probably say that. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. Sport is tough on individuals. And not for any reason. It's just people are hard on themselves. Yeah. Right? Well, that's oh, how yeah. you get to be good, right? Yeah. You, you kind of, people, yeah. Most people have had parents that... We're pretty hard on them, oh. and that got them to where they were. And then they're super highly self-critical too, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. So that I kind of want to like circle back to the identity thing, and where I was trying to go with like say, 
saying that, I feel like we're wired to just want things like we're not satisfied, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. that was a better way to say that. Mm-hmm. That we're just like maybe not satisfied. No, you, the um, way you worded it was fine. I was just being a... Uh... Mm. A, a wall to bounce off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say the word. I'm not going to call myself that word. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, well, because I, I didn't. I don't disagree with your point either. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Where it's like I have problems, and and I'm like sometimes I'm like I don't know how to figure this out. But somebody from the outside looking in could be like, buddy, just fix this, shift that, and you're good. Give it a day. Yeah, or yeah. give it a day. Um, but, like, I know when I struggled with, like, some of my depression and stuff, and and uh, and then, yeah, like, currently uh, struggling with this identity thing is, um, like, I, I've been, uh, it, yeah, like, talking to a therapist for quite some time now, and, uh, and like on and off, like sometimes I go when I really need it and other times not so much. But the the one thing that like was so like to her, it just seemed so simple. But to me, it was just like, and it is simple. But to me, I was just like such a hard thing to comprehend was the fact that no matter what, you just deserve to be here. And then like telling yourself that. That it's just like no, no matter how much money you make or what you've achieved, how many championships you have, or yada yada yada. Like at the end of the day, like your existence is enough. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, at first thought, I'm just like, that doesn't fucking make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and and the and the reason why she, I, I guess, uh, for context is, and I even like Sean's known me inside and out and well okay not (laughs) (laughs) pretty close but but like sean's one of the hey we've seen those photos you guys share (laughs) yeah but but sean's like one of the few people that i'm 100 percent vulnerable with and he's like seen some of my darkest times and i i remember like him and i sitting in cali once and i'd be and i said to him i'm like man like what's the fucking point like, I was just in a dark place, and I was just like, like, literally, what's the fucking point? And, and just, like, getting to to that place where it's just like, it seems like, like, why am I waking up every day? Why am I putting in this grind? Why am I trying to chase a dollar? It's like, we're all going to just fucking die anyways. It's like, what's the point? And, and so, like, I, like, I, I toyed with that for a long time, and, and uh and through talking to you know like people in in the field that can manage that it was just when you get in getting to that rock bottom of like you know like trying to figure out your identity and like what the hell you're doing here is and and then yeah like being in that negative feedback loop of like mm-hmm if you're wondering why you're here and then starting to feel like you don't have a purpose, well then it's like, there's people that get to that point. It's like, well, why even be here in the first place? And, and, uh, the lady I go and see is just like, she's like, well, 
just believe in the fact that you just deserve to be here, that there's a reason you have an existence, why your heart's beating every day and why you're like, and there's a reason why you're waking up and you're going through your sleep cycles and start there. I'd say that's why people turn to religion, right? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Sort of I've actually there, like... kind of been delving a little bit. Really? So and I'm actually, that's fascinating to me because I've never been religious me and either. maybe, and maybe that's why like, you have an identity crisis. You need something. Need something to grab onto, and yeah. whether it's Jesus or I don't know Scientology. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> That's too yeah. far. <laughs> yeah, maybe in your darkest moments, you know that the Thetians are gonna come down and save you. Is it the Thetians? That's Scientology. I, I, they I believe in the alien you. race, Thetians. I couldn't tell you, man. You know more than I do. Yeah, about that. Know. Yeah, but and yeah, that's something to be said for religion because even in your like darkest, shittiest times, you're like, you know, somebody's got a plan for me. Hey, man, there's it's grounded. There's good aspects and bad aspects to everything, and I think religion falls on the extremes of both ends of that. Like, there's people that seriously need it, and then there's times where religion takes things a little too far. So you're right, like, there's a lot that people can learn and grab onto in those texts and scrolls. Yeah, yeah, lessons. I think so too. It is weird how it is like it's grounding though. Like mm-hmm. that's a like a yeah. grounding aspect in life, where it's just like, because to me and uh, it, it it just religion was such a hard thing to like. Like I always wanted proof yeah. or something that, like that was just something I was always looking for, and and it was it it wasn't that I was like no nope, I don't believe in that. It's like it's like I want to believe in it, but I need a reason. Like, mm-hmm. well, are your parents? religious at all were they ever uh, or? N- not really but my dad uh like like my grandma was yeah. went to church yeah, every yeah, sunday yeah. um but yeah like my parents never raised raised my sister and i that way like we didn't go to church as a family i feel like in our community in general like church and religion isn't a big thing like no, there was that team faith for a little well, bit redemption but, like, too yeah yeah right? i rode for redemption, okay yeah. yeah but it's not I don't feel like it's a big thing in our sport. No, not up here. Yeah. If you go state, down yeah, south, a lot yeah, of people yeah, thank true. the Lord, yeah, thank yeah, the good Lord, yeah. or whatever. Apparently, there are tax implications on that. Mm-hmm. So, really? Yeah. yeah. Thank the Lord, you uh, might get a bit of a tax break. Yeah, oh, I can no, see that. Did. I can yeah. see that about that. Yeah. Fuck, I'm on board with this tax the churches thing. I'm. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, well, there's, my, there's it gets, my hot take. It gets ridiculous, right? When you got these guys selling out stadiums, and he's got 34 houses, and he's bajillionaire yeah. and whatever yeah. joel Osteen guy or whatever and he's just it gets crazy people just are trying to turn a profit off it it is weird in that aspect right because it's like the religions that come from the bible are kind of greasy some of them mm-hmm. it's like we're okay with all the pedophilia that's gone on yeah and we're okay with all this corruption that's gone on and then we're okay with all the wars that have gone on with all this shit Mm-hmm. You know, but then when you actually look at scripture from the Bible, a lot of it is very good messaging. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason that it's the oldest book, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. There's, there, I think there's something there, but it's like our generation is trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, I think it got too, yeah. like, convoluted and too many prophets. Yeah, and yeah it got yeah. so it's, watered it's, down. Yeah, it's... And we have access to so much information everywhere that we see all the yeah, shitty. Yeah. And we're like, mm, no, don't trust you. 
Yeah, and I think I think that like we've kind of just living in cities and stuff. I feel like we're so disconnected from everything. The community's too big to. It's just get together. Can you go over to your neighbor right now and ask for a cup of sugar? Uh, This neighbor's pretty good, but probably not. Weird. Do you know any of your neighbors' names? Uh, I know these guys. That's that's about it. But like, it's kind of wild. I know what you're saying. People used to have a neighborhood and. Yeah, and you look out for each other. You're a little, a little bit. community. Yeah, yeah. Now it's you move in and you move out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's different in that aspect, right? It's, try not to hate your neighbor, but I'm not gonna come over there and yes. and bother you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, howdy neighbor. Yeah. You know what's yeah. a, a crazy thought is that wars the like started just from a disagreement over a re- like religion. Yeah, like all wars, or like what about the Romans stealing each other's land? No, not not all wars, but like a good a chunk of, of wars. Uh, yeah, it right? is quite a bit. The recent like, ones. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's and like how did that start? Where it was just like, no, like I think, uh, I think God did this, and the other guy's like, well, no, man. If we really want to get into <laughs> this, Jesus. somebody could prove us all wrong on everything we say. But yeah, what started religion? Money. It so? was you pay to get into heaven. That's how what what that started as was you pay the the kingdom and or the, uh, the religious true. state and and that's gonna provide you your way into heaven. Does it always did it start like that that's or not, is that yeah, is yeah. There, did someone try and just take make a money off? No, it? it was like yeah, right right off the bat in early Western uh, Europe there at least at least in that part. I can't speak for all. Yeah, of the, yeah. I'm not an expert either. This is just what I've read. So, you know, all wars are based off of money. Then. Oh yeah, that's the big one, right? You know, it's, it's money, money and religion are the fucking Black Rock. We're going right into conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, deep, man. It's deep. Oh, it goes so, and that, and, and that's kind of where I'm just like, just take the good message out of it. Yeah, like, you, you want to be religious and stuff. Take the good message out of it. Don't go to the extreme where you need to chop somebody's fucking head off because they believe in something slightly different but the same as you. Same, same, but different. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it's like, do you like mucho burrito or chipotle? Same, same, but different. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that is quite a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not compare That's those like, two. That's like, do you ways. like Taco Bell or do you like uh, Taco <laughs> Time? Exactly. Oh, man. Both are tacos. Mm, I guess. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm fading. All right. Well, Chris, what's your... Uh, what's oh, your, yeah, uh, you need to share it. Yeah. 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 Give dreams. us your three to five year oh, dream. Yeah, we went dreams. on some tangents. Okay, we need this. Yeah. I, to I away still actually did. My wife ask me this, or did you guys ask me this in like the last one? I don't know. You're we were talking. We were. We had some good chats with uh, Sam and Nate. Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah, I'm yeah, repeat yeah. myself, yeah. but I still feel like you know how you were like wanting to be sports psychologist. I yeah. would like to be. Or we were talking about this. Yeah, I remember your answer. You know, now, I, yeah. I would still like to be like a. I don't know. I feel like that would be cool, or a coach, or involved in just more sports in some way. Like yeah. that's my dream: is get into. It could be hockey, golf, motocross, skiing, any number of the things that I've done in my life. But I just want to get deep into it. Be in it. Like not just on the surface of doing it, but deep. Like as into an athlete, it. or like as a coach, or just it doesn't anyway. matter. Anything. Yeah. A fucking. You want some purpose? Brand. It could be like a designer for a brand even you know sounds like uh, you like, need to start a religion <laughs> yes <Yeah, so, laughs> i'm looking for something so yeah 
but uh, wait till Callum's in hockey. Yeah. You're gonna be balls oh, deep, and you're gonna be coaching little kids. And I don't know that guy. He's he's nuts. I don't know if he's gonna be into the hockey. Can't hold the stick right mm-hmm. yet. Nah, he'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> that's but your. That's kind of my my dreams is outside of just I want a stable life realistically where i can go and enjoy the things i want to do like the sports i mentioned but if i could just do this do the things and be there and do you know like i've even thought about being uh what do you call them guys like a ski patroller for a season you know just so i could go out and ski all year long right i don't know that's my dream i've been working see i never got to do the race thing like you guys mm-hmm. right so you guys did the race thing for a number of years yeah i went straight into work right after school so for me wise it's it's a little different for me right yeah, you're i kind of want back into what you guys were doing and we all want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just want something to like fully sink your teeth like into 31 yeah. and i'm like oh man i could still give this pro thing a shot if i went back at it i don't know you know because i never really gave it I never gave any sport my all. Okay. So now that's my So dream. do you regret Give... not going oh, yeah. all in on oh, something? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. I regret being too distracted by this or that. That You know, my dad was smart enough to warn us and sit us down and say all these things to us, but he was a little different than like some of your dads where he would never push us into something, you know, yeah. if, hey, you don't want to do something, that's fine. We'll find something else for you, right? Or if you're not enjoying like I remember lots of times going to the track at a race and being so upset, uh, being at Paris in California. I was crying in the trailer because I wasn't doing the jumps nice. on an 85, right? Yeah. Literally crying there, and Dad's like, well, fuck, we'll, we don't have to do this. You know, if you don't like it, it's, well, I didn't fucking say that. Big into extremes here. the jumps. So I wish I would have gone a little more all in because I think I had more in me for it, and it, it didn't have to be moto. It could have been hockey. Why did I yeah. stop chasing that or even golf? Like, you know, I feel like I got a, the mechanics and the swing, but I needed a little more. It's funny you say that the way you say it. Because uh, I got a friend that just right out of high school, went into school, got a good job. Mm-hmm. He's doing really well for himself now. And I'm at the end of my career and him and I were sitting in this hot tub the other day. And he's like, dude, I find it unbelievable what you did. Like you rode motorcycles for, you know, through your whole 20s. And I was sitting there, you know, coming off of retirement. And I'm like, I'm like jealous of what you've created this whole time too. So grass is greener. Yeah. I'm like, I sunk everything I had into this and had a blast, like lived hard. It was unbelievable. But at the end of it, I don't have a lot to show for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of at the end of it, and I'm like, yeah, like, those 10 years are gone. Yeah. I don't regret it, but I'm like, now I got to start something in my 30s that I, I have to of, build fully yeah, from scratch. You're behind the eight ball almost yeah, in, a little in bit. a way there, but, yeah. you know, also, so it's interesting I don't get to sit in that. my basement and then look at a bronze boot or anything, you know, <laughs> yeah, or, or a number I. one plate or, you know, yeah. um that is that's true yeah you know i you know i'm in that same boat like yeah i've got a good job i make decent money i've got a house a wife a kid yeah lots of people would look at that as like oh you're set dude you know well then i'm i'm not satisfied yeah you're like i need need not satisfied like healing you know you You need to go need to go you need to go do you feel like oh because i want to i want to 
I want to hone in on how you said you don't have a lot to show for it. But Chris, do you feel that way? Well, again, like I say, like taking a different route, do you feel like you don't have a a lot to show? Yeah, I don't have, you know, I can say I spent 20 years riding a dirt bike and I got nothing but a few third place Raymond trophies to (laughs) show for it, you know? But with, but like with with, what you chose for life. With life, I mean, I even kind of got a reality check of this when I got one of my good friends growing up. uh, He's gone to Australia to do the med school thing and, you know, I've been pretty jealous of him on following that dream even, right? And like, wow, what a profession to accomplish. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he recently came back for a little visit and he came over and he's like, man, you, I'm so proud of you guys. You got, you know, your whole life's set up. You've got a place to live. You've got a future in front of you. And I'm looking at him like, man, you've got the, you've got the future, right? So it's weird, eh? um, eh? Weird perspective. As much as during the day, sometimes I go, I got nothing to show for it, but an old shitty house that I had to buy in a shitty market, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, but really it's, it's quite the feat. Especially yeah, at our age, too. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. You know, how many 30-year-olds have a detached two-story house, you know, like... Yeah, not many. Yeah. Lots of people are still living, renting apartments and things, right? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. nothing wrong with it. Different different. It's spots, weird how but... you can go down those paths, though, yeah. especially with your friends. Oh, yeah. It's weird, right? I used to do that with him all the time. And like, almost... I felt like we would get in competitions, about stupid shit yeah and then like as we got older i'm like now i just watch him and i'm like damn i'm kind of proud of him you know i feel like a weird uncle or dad or something not that i have like any influence on him but like he phones me now and like i like listen more instead of like wait to talk and it's i'm like this is a cool friendship you know yeah and it's like cool to see him go through all the shit that he's gone through and then kind of like on the upward rise that he's on and for me i feel like i'm kind of like at the bottom of the pit right now Mm -hmm. climbing out he's kind of like halfway out and then to hear like jared's story he's like he's kind of like climbing up over Mm -hmm. here too so it's like i don't know i always it's not to like put people on different places Mm -hmm. but for me um yeah it's it's hard not to do what you're saying yeah yeah that guy's killing it like i wish that was me yeah yeah you know well, even that's it's why weird. I like I like when you said you didn't have much to show for it, and I'm like, I guess to relate it to the moto side of things, and I'm like, man, like, like you've done everything that I ever wanted to do, or the places mm-hmm. that I th- was yeah. hoping to be at, and then for you to feel that way, but then it's like I can also put my, for me to get out of that, is I can be like i know there's somebody out there that wishes they did everything i did mm-hmm. and Definitely. then it and then it makes me appreciate it because like earlier i said it's like i, I felt like i didn't really have a career because it was just it was so sporadic mm-hmm. and i just figured things out along the way and somehow made some money and was able to pay some bills with it and and but then like if you were to say there's boxes you need to check off to like call it a career or a living is like well i checked off those boxes and so and and i'm sure somebody out there would be grateful for everything i ever achieved right Mm -hmm. so it's like that makes me appreciate it i mean just going back you know and then i'm sure you do that with like a guy like maybe dylan right yeah 
yeah, it would be cool to chat with those guys in five years. Like, let them right. get through mm -hmm. some more stuff and have a couple faster kids come up and start to beat them. And then to see where their minds yeah. go yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just see how they appreciate it a little more, I think. Because even for me, uh, like, I talked to Colton quite a bit. Like, I actually talked to Colton um, at Calgary National this year. I'm like, what's it like to walk away from this? And he's like, hey, it's way harder than you think. And you haven't thought about it in the smallest amount yet. Yeah. He's like, you're focused on what you're doing. You're racing motorcycles and you're doing a hell of a job. But he's like, it's going to hit you like a bag of bricks. Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay. And then like, yeah, after I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's quite something. Yeah. And what's so, funny is it's like, he's probably talking about how it hasn't even hit you yet. Yeah. Really, yeah. And then even talking to him, he was like, dude, nobody will remember you. Nobody yeah. remembers me. He's like, we can walk no around shit, here. Right? That's like, crazy. Yeah, kind of become. It's yeah, crazy. Another face. to hear him say that, and he, and like, he's like, these kids. You could ask them who I was, and they would have no idea. Yeah, like think about even like, someone that was nuts. someone great, like Mike LaRocca. Like, ha I yeah. guarantee, like oh. fucking nobody knows who Mike LaRocca is. Yeah, our sports is so weird for that. So strange. Yeah, but I bet you even McGrath can walk through the Supercross Stadium and get pulled aside very few times these days. Yeah, it's Mr. 72. Yeah. Fuck, these kids know nothing. And yeah. Jet's coming. He's got one on him. Jet doesn't <laughs> even know who McGrath is. <laughs> I was going to say He wasn't something. even born. Jared, I had a moment, too. I've never told you this, but um, it's kind of funny because as we talk about all these moments, I had a moment with you, actually. Uh I want to say 2018, I broke a subframe. Like, I had a number one on my bike, yeah. and I broke a subframe. And uh, I was like, hey, man, like, can you fix this? Yeah, yeah, come down to the shop. And, oh, yeah, and, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and you, like, had the keys to the shop. You just popped the door open, and I'm like, this motherfucker's got the key to the shop. <laughs> this is a big deal, you know? And I was like, shit. And I remember leaving there thinking, like, damn, that guy's on a path in his life that I wish I was on. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. should I be riding dirt bikes? And at that time, I was like, what am I thinking? Like, I have a number one plate. But it's funny how, like, lots of people thought that I never had those. But I had those moments all the time. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you're checking in almost with your thoughts and, like, what other people are doing. And just, like, questioning. Where you're like, should I still be doing this? It's such a weird, weird thing. Yeah, it's strange. But I think also going back to like feeling like you have nothing, it's almost like you have so much experience and I think you learn so much about yourself and True. how to how to come, overcome things that even if maybe you don't have the whatever, the car, a nice fancy car or the house, whatever, you can, like you have the tools yeah. from all this experience and all this stuff you've done that you, like you can figure it out and that's just your path. Yeah, and it's like a weird... It's hard to put numbers on what you gain out of it, yeah, right? Because yeah. like you gain so much, but then if you took a random person and they're like, well, "What have you done for the last twelve years?" <laughs> you're like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> I did all this." And they're like, "You just went in circles around the country the whole time." <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, I think it's just because I think you know? it's because thing we we're talking about earlier. It's just because you can't put like a, you can't quantify it the same yeah. way you can quantify like possessions you have, which yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy though is like <clears throat> there's 
it's it's against the grain and and the and the memories you make and it's like 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 i remember like uh hanging out with some people over time that you know like did the standard like go to school and they all all the conversations are the same where they're like like oh what are you taking and like and it's and it's it's very like surface level and it's almost like they don't even listen to each other it's like Oh yeah, like I have a bachelor and la da 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 da, and the other person's like, oh yeah, and uh, well I'm in this, and it's and then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, and it's and it's all the same process. Yeah. Whereas like ours might not make sense to them, but they're kind of like, like if we were to talk to those people that you know like did the like that uh, the process that was sold to them in school, it's like oh well once you get out of grade school, going to secondary, yeah. And if we were to talk to them about our process, it's like, might not make sense to them, but they're probably intrigued because they're like, well, that's new. That's mm-hmm. different. Haven't heard that story before. What's that about? True. And, and for me, it's like, it, it, it is really hard to, you know, at times to like be admirable of a guy like Chris. It's, you know, like you got a degree under your belt and cause half the time in my day, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, I have zero clue how to run this goddamn business. I don't know how to manage people. Like, am I doing things right? And then a hey, degree don't help with that. Okay, well that <laughs> makes me that makes me feel better because yeah. like I I like some days I feel like a, like I'm just like a fish out of water. But, <laughs> but like you learned how to manage relationships in your racing career, and you learned how to approach people and ask for things. You learned how to handle rejection because. How many times did yeah. somebody say no to you? Like, yeah. that's something that kids in school aren't getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the teachers aren't even giving them fucking Fs anymore. They're just passing them along. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And then you step into the real world and it's just rejection day after fucking day after yeah. day. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it really is. And that's, and so, and that's the flip side to it is like, you know, like guys like Sean and I can sit here and be like, man, like maybe we should have done something different. And, I I personally have to constantly reassure myself of all the shit I learned from cho- making those choices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and True. then and then the little cherry on top of all that is the memories that made. Yeah. And what's cool is that like there like there's three of us that are all pretty close here that shared that experience, and even just sitting here tonight, being able to reminisce on some of those memories, I'm like, damn, like that's yeah, like that's oh, yeah. cool, like because it's not too often that you get to like go back to those and even for me i don't know about you guys but i had a period where like i hit my head too many damn times where i just couldn't i had zero memories yeah mm-hmm. where it was like nothing triggered a memory mm-hmm. it was like i couldn't even remember what my childhood was like like i couldn't remember what i did the day before and yeah. and that bothered me and then um through you know like uh some processes and uh scientific health and all that shit uh, i was able to get that back and scientific health. <laughs> no. why'd you Dave. say it like that yeah. <laughs> now he's starting to make it sound like religion <laughs> <laughs> no just uh yeah like met a good doctor helped me out and jared's went down that path with the same fella and uh well cory yeah cory has been on here yeah or uh 
scientific yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the concussions are still there. So yeah. But uh, yeah, no, like that's. But I I think like just to expand on what you said, the experiences of what you guys got traveling around, going to club and staying there for months on end, and all this stuff like the memories and experiences you got from that versus going to college and your memories and experiences are either a party or homework. Yeah. You know, the cultural experiences that you get. Yeah. Is wild. Yeah. Even just going to Quebec. Yeah. For yeah. a right? lot of years, you just know, trying to figure out how not to get shot. In Montreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like all that stuff where it's like, you almost can't teach it. No, you have to go and no, experience you can't. it. Yeah. You know, even like being in an immigration jail in London, I've done that before. <laughs> a lot of people haven't done that, you know. So I, yeah, it's a good, That's good a and memory. bad stories. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, good stuff. You guys want to wrap her up? Yeah, I thought we were gonna blow some people out. Come on. Yeah, let's end it let's off. It. With, what do you want to? I I feel everybody's like everybody's got to blow one person up. Ask me a question. <laughs> no, I feel like we need a part two. Okay, we'll do part. We could part to it. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, we have. We could do this for weeks. Yeah. Regular guests. Yeah, we got a lot of. A lot of things to share. Yeah. All right. More T Swift. Holy, that must have been like two and a half or three and a half hours. Yeah, three hours. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Ciao. Man. Strumming my six strings.